Nice. You are now in tune with the boss of the business, the What the Heck Show, on UnionPowerRadio.com. Welcome, welcome everyone. Welcome local 804 Teamsters and Teamsters across the country. You are now listening to the What The Heck Show on Union Power Radio. Today is Sunday, April 14th, and we have a bunch of topics to discuss with you today. And uh, it is Sunday, it's Palm Sunday. So for all you uh, religious goers out there, happy Palm Sunday. Hope you got your palms. And uh, it's also my son's birthday today, so I want to give a little shout out to my, my son Anthony Jr. I love you, buddy. Happy birthday to you. And, um, well, I wanted to make a couple of uh, announcements. Um, we had a member uh, by the name of Brian, Bra- Brian Baxter who asked that we all pray for his, his one-year-old daughter. On April 6th, she was going in for a, an MRI on her brain. Um, good news. A lot of people did pray, and uh, he got a lot of love. And the great news is everything came out perfect on that MRI. Thank God everything is fine with his little girl. And uh, that's just one of our union brothers that was going through something. And I'm sure he appreciates all the love that he got from you guys. So great, great job there, guys. And uh, we're going to play a little song here right now for our brother uh, Lou Spore out of uh, Local 623. Um, one of Richard Hooker Jr.'s uh, buddies. Um yeah. How do I so, uh, him, Richard Hooker Jr., and trustee Jumbo Nathan Daniels uh, went over to Loose Boar's house because uh, he lost his son tragically in an accident. <clears throat> and um, uh, we don't know the details of, w- of what happened, but we do know that they work side by side on the preload together and. Uh, you know, it's hard for a father to lose his son. And um, Richard Hooker's words were basically, you know, let's encourage and strengthen our brother Lou and the rest of his family in these, uh, you know, trivial times. Um, so uh, just a little love out there for our brother Lou Spore. 
you know, be strong, brother. I mean, not a lot of people could understand what that is or what you're going through. And uh, just, you know, try and be strong and, and, and try to be there for your family. And I hope all of the brothers and sisters out there listening are there to help as well and help you along the way. Basically, for all you brothers and sisters out there that have lost a loved one and have been going through some tough times, and just you know, sometimes you can just reach out to your fellow brothers and sisters, and hopefully you get some strength and some advice and and help with whatever you're going through. Let's move on to some uh, some news here, guys. Um, one of the biggest biggest things that happened. Oh, and I, oh, I I'm so sorry. Uh, I mean, I would like to uh, again. Charlie couldn't make it in today, so as co-host once again, we have the Beast from Brush Avenue, our business agent. Hector Fortis, the original. What the heck? Hey, heck, what's up, buddy? What's up? I thought you forget. You forgot about. Me. <laughs> I almost. You know, did. I'm only facing you. <laughs> I'm sorry you know, about I'm that. I'm right here. And uh, <laughs> what's up, my brothers and sisters? You're listening to the What the Heck Show here with uh, Tony uh, Rosario, uh, Charlie Gonzalez. I'm replacing him for today. Just for today. Don't get it. Don't get it twisted. I'm not going to be on the air a lot. But uh, I would love to be on the air live. But uh, Charlie and uh, Char- and Tony are the hosts now for the What the Heck show, and Charlie couldn't make it today, so I'm uh, here to replace him, guys. Charlie will be back next week. Charlie yes. will be back next yes. week. I need the uh, the Yang to my Ying. Yeah, your Robin. My Robin. Exactly. We need Robin back. You know the bat the bat cave just isn't the same without him. Alfred's been a little upset lately. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so the biggest news, heck, is uh, the supplement being ratified. Yes, the supplement it was ratified by 79.6%. The only problem was that is uh, it was a bad, bad turnout. I mean, well, we got, we got. Hold on a second. I'm going to answer this phone. Okay. You can okay, we got the numbers here. Uh, the total votes were, and again, remember, guys, there's over 7,100 members in our local. The total votes were 2,165 votes. Uh, yes votes were 1,724 at 79.6% and the no votes were 441 at 20.4%. 
So, yeah, I mean, <laughs> you know, when you got 7,100 members, if, if, if you're, you're happy when you reach that 3,400 like we did during the Novo campaign and you're happy when, when you can even get close to 4,000 would be amazing. Well, you could imagine if we had a vote no going on with this contract, uh, even with the turnout, even if we would have had 90% vote no and the turnout was only 31% like we saw here now, they still would have stuffed it down our throats. Yeah. If we, we would have went, you know, we would have went that route of no vote. Uh, we would not, you know, the no votes would not count with the turnout of 31%. Remember, the turnout has to be 50% or better uh, for them to not to shove it down our throats. So, I mean, we had a yes vote, and uh, it was 79.6%, which is a good thing. Uh, thanks to the guys that voted out there, the members that voted out there. But the turnout was, was very, very low at 31%, which is bad for uh, a union that has uh, 7,100 members. And uh, the turnout was... And that's what, what, you know, I always... Now I look at Charlie, like, you know, I know what he's talking about with the low turnouts now. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we definitely got to get... You know, and, and it's, I, I feel like everybody's trying. I mean, I know everybody that's listening to the show and, and all the 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 faithful union employees that are out there are, are trying. You know, I, I myself, I try to speak to a lot of the younger guys, especially I know we're losing a lot of vote when it comes down to sometimes the part timers because they, their turnover rate is so is so vast. They come, they go. Some of them stay for a year or two and they're gone. So it's kind of tough to stay on top of it, but uh, we got to find a way. We got to find a way to keep trying to get through to everybody and trying to, you know, I feel like it's only going to get better from here. You know, I, I'm hoping that it can get better from here. You know, a lot of members don't understand this voting situation. Uh, you not voting uh, gives the, the company an advantage. Yeah, gives because, them a huge leverage. Exactly, because what, what happens is these, these com this company actually goes by the voters' percentage. Because they see how many members are involved with the union and how many are not involved with the union. And this is how they they get to do whatever they got to do to discipline and to be, you know, fucked up in the system. Because they see that the members are not backing the union. That's exactly right. So when they see percentages like that, like a 31% a turnout, you know, the company looks like they are. They only have, you know, a couple of thousand people that supports them and supports the union. And so they, they take advantage of that stuff. So, I mean, and, and what I'm trying to say is that we need to vote. If, even if you vote no or you vote yes, if you turn out that percentage from 31% to 80 to 90%, I guarantee you the company will look other other directions when it comes to that i mean that's that's what they look at they look at the percentage well yeah absolutely they at the end of the day they want to know how many people care about what's going on and if nobody shows up, up to vote then it's like oh well exactly. they don't give a fuck let's just do what we got to do you exactly. know um i mean it's up to us to put up the fight you know we have to show that we give a fuck exactly you know? and, i mean out of 7100 members man we yeah. 2100 people that's that's tough that's tough that's showing them that that you know <laughs> well yeah. i mean it showed them that there were guys that were interested but it, it didn't show them enough hector right. it didn't it, you know we definitely out of 7100 members we definitely have to get those numbers i mean if we could get up to four or five thousand members voting that would be a big deal and, and and i would like to see more than that but and the way that that happens you got to get the everyone involved i mean everyone says to you you know i hear it all the time yeah i voted i voted and they didn't vote you know i i, I you know it's, it's certain 
uh, individuals that will fucking uh, will, will bullshit you and say, I voted, I voted, and make a big thing out of nothing, and they never voted. You know, with this vote with the uh, election with the executive board, you get to see who vote. You can't see who they vote for, but you can see who voted. And a lot of guys that were making a lot of noise at during the campaign did not vote. Yeah. Did not vote. So that tells you right there that it's full of shit. And then everybody's like, where's the retro? Where's the retro? Like, <laughs> are we getting a call? Yeah, hold on. Okay. Hold on one second. We're getting a phone call in. This is Union Power Radio. Tony, your host speaking. You're here with Hector Fortis. Hey, Anthony, what's up? It's Vinny Perrone. How are you? Hey, Vincent Perrone, the principal officer from Local 804, our president. How are you doing, sir? Good, good. I'm just wondering why one of my business agents is constantly on the show. Oh, oh well, we're, we're going to rectify that, okay? We had a little situation with the uh, scheduling, and I needed a host. I apologize. I will make whoa, whoa, sure whoa, that wait, he... Wait, wait, <laughs> I, I, I didn't hear what he said. What he said? Uh, he, he was just asking me something. Don't uh, worry. We'll take care of it. Okay, I was changing my... I got, I got a busy schedule planned for him this week, so uh, take it easy on him. You got it, buddy. You got it, absolutely. How's it going, Vin, man? It's great to hear from you. Uh, you must be excited about the supplement being ratified, finally. Uh, yeah, I mean, you know, it's, uh, I guess, what do you call it, Bitters- bittersweet? Right, right. Yeah, I, wish, uh, I wish we would have had more time ourselves. And, um, you know, you guys mentioned something about 7,100. Yeah. You know, the active role, the active um, numbers change every month. This month, um, what they were saying when they, we were listening to it live was that there were 6,900 eligible members, not 7,100. Okay. I mean, not that it, not that it makes that big of a difference. And um, <clears throat> a lot of, uh, I know a lot of ballots didn't get back in. A lot of people were till the last minute saying that they didn't get a ballot. They called the hall. The yeah. hall relayed the message to the IBT because that's who was handling it. And um, they were supposed to get an email or a text message, but people never received that email or text message. Yeah, I mean, so that, I mean, I would, I would seriously say that that probably affected another two hundred people. Yeah, and right, I definitely right heard from that. a few guys in my building that had the same uh, situation. <laughs> One guy actually made the phone call and was able to somehow get the verification number or something, or or get it. I forgot yeah. what he did. He had to do it online or something, and. It was a pain for him, but he was able to get it in just on time, thank God. But a few guys, you're absolutely right, a few guys did have that problem. Well, it was, it was more than a few because it was uh, just about every building that uh, was calling up saying or texting, you know, the BA saying we didn't get a ballot or, you know, uh, we've tried um, calling the hall. And then, uh, of course, I mean, they try to hold the uh, ladies at the, at the hall responsible but um, it was all done, you know, through the IBT, some, I think, a ballot point website, so ballot point uh, company. So, um, yeah, I, there's another 200 people probably that didn't weren't available to vote or able to vote. <clears throat> well, uh, uh, what do you think of the situation in Detroit now? Because they're saying local 243 now, they want them to go to the union hall, and they're not thinking they have enough space over there. They're trying, I think, I believe, to split it up into two different days now, the 27th and the 28th, for voting at the hall. And, um, I mean, that's got to be tough. It's one thing to mail out a whole bunch of ballots, but to try to get everybody into one building? What are your thoughts on that, Vin? Well, my thoughts are it's, it's a little strange to have it at one location. And, again, I don't know that local. You know, I know it's 
called Metro Detroit. Right. So I'm assuming it's in the city. But there's a lot of locals that we've come across that have very, very spread out areas where I've spoken to uh, principal officers or business agents that they say that some of the buildings are, you know, 200 miles away from the Union Hall. Wow. So I don't know, I don't know what kind of, uh, I'm assuming because it's Metro Detroit, they could get more people there. But again, if it's a UPS local, then what day are they going to do it? How, you know, are they going to do it uh, one day during the week and one day during on the weekend? Um, and again, I, I get it. You want to try to get the people down there. But um, at the end of the day, I don't know how effective that's going to be. Hopefully it'll work. You know, if it works, we might try the same thing. Who knows? Yeah, that's, that's, that, would be, that would be something. I mean, all you have to do is, I mean, they're not setting up a meeting. All you have to do is come down and vote. Right, so. right, right. You come down, you vote just like a regular election. You, you go, they, they, you fill out your paperwork, do what you got to do, and then you move on. Um, well, I hope um, there, theirs gets, go ahead, what were you saying? No, I'm interested to see what they're voting on, too, because that was very quick, just like the Western uh, Western PA. Right, right. All of a sudden, turned around, and boom, they were out for a vote again, because they just, um, I guess they just upped the offer, but they also told them that if they didn't vote yes on this, they were going to get the second offer that they, you know, they were just going to take it or leave the second offer that they voted, I think, 96% or 95% no on. So I'm curious to see what the uh, the Metro Detroit supplement is, too. And they would be the last, right? After that, when it's all said and done and everything goes through and... Mm-hmm. All right. That would be it. And then, uh, you know, have to set up a time frame for the, uh, you know, ratification and the, the retro checks being sent out that everybody's been joking around waiting for, you know... Um, but uh, what else? What else you got for me, Anthony? Oh well, we got a, a little talk about a steward that was discharged from Alfred. Is there? Can you talk about that, or would that be? Uh, can you elaborate on what happened to this uh, steward? Yeah, yes. <laughs> uh, and it's, well, an inside guy, an inside steward, long, long-term employee was discharged for um, what we feel was really nothing at all, and. Um, I mean, I've been up there to that building a couple of times. Um, very, very few full-time insiders are in that building. And um, I think the, the daytime shift has three, and he happened to be the shop steward. So um, without going into too much details, you know, the company seems like they're looking for a reaction. The company seems like they're trying to intimidate um, the members, because now you're left with a whole shift of part-timers, and, and I know the uh, the preload manager, they had this gentleman named Alex. Okay. Uh, not a good dude. Okay. okay. And if they were trying to get a reaction from us um, Monday, they're going to start getting a reaction. <laughs> That's good to hear, Ben. Okay, that's what I'm talking about. The principal officer laying down the law. Um. So uh, we hear that there was some changes of ops over in Melville. Uh, can you tell us a little something about that? Oh yeah, <clears throat> another another incident incident where um, they have to notify the union in case there's a what they deem a change of operations, which is basically them shifting work from one building to another. I mean, um, I don't know if uh, if your if your memory. 
is that solid, but they did it uh, years a few years ago, I think in 2014, where they, or, or no, earlier than that, where they took one of the centers out of Maspeth, moved it to the old East Side building because they moved that center to 43rd Street. It's, it's like a domino effect, right? So, you know, the work goes over to these buildings. Um, they also did it in Laurelton, where, you know, they shifted routes from um, first... Uh, uh, Woodhaven Center and then uh, Forster Avenue back you know a few years ago I think in 2014 and also from Uniondale so those routes go and the jobs go with them you know you could choose to stay at your previous building or go with your work but this time it's a change of operations for hmm, really no reason whatsoever they just want to move a bunch of 20 of 22-2 and 22-3 full-time insiders to a different building about 20 miles away without moving to work what that is yeah that yep. is nuts you know and they had the you know the courtesy and the contractually they have a meeting with us and um i got my guys at the meeting you know chris williamson uh, lawrence grant and uh, a couple other guys and we were really vehement about you can't do this because you're not moving any work they're to our eyes they're just trying to condense the full-time operation in melville at you know at night well you know i say night but to maybe early morning and condense the full-time operation into a part-time shift and that's not a reason to have a change of ops that's not a reason to move jobs there's jobs that are permanently allocated to certain buildings um, red circle jobs and um <clears throat> you know the funny thing is <clears throat> we we contacted immediately after that meeting on january 29th i think it was we immediately contacted the ibt and we heard crickets do you have a cricket um, sound? <laughs> hold on a second let's see what we yeah, got. give me give me the cricket sound <laughs> Oh man! All right, so so we immediately uh, you know sent notice to them that we don't agree with it. There's language. No, there's no. language in the uh, crickets. Then <laughs> there that, you go. That's what you there heard you when you when you called. <laughs> there's, there's there's language. I mean, it's it's funny and sad and disgusting and disturbing all at the same time. There's uh, language in the national master agreement <laughs> that there shall be a if, if both parties don't agree there's got to be a um a regional change of ops committee right right so you think wow we have we have an option here you know regional change of ops committee by the ibt you know that, that sounds good yeah sounds and, great uh, so so then when they officially announced that they were doing it well not even officially we'll back we'll get back to that right. so last week they they said you know you know they posted for the bottom eight guys in seniority order that they have to report to uh, Uniondale on Tuesday because they're all Tuesday through Saturday. And we called the IBT again and we said, well, listen, we don't agree with this. Let's get this in front of um, that uh, regional change of ops committee. How do we do that? Like, what is that? Give me the cricket sound. <laughs> yeah, that's... And, and now, so all of a sudden, there's no... So, so no, no, no. They said, well, you know, the regional change of ops committee is your local uh, panel, your local arbitration panel. Oh. I'm like, wow. 
Oh. Wow, that, that's that's really not good to hear. Yeah. <laughs> you know, because, um, what, now it's going to sit on the docket for, you know, God knows how long. But again, you know, the company is trying to do something stupid, and Tuesday there'll be a stupid reaction from um, the guys at 804. There you go. There you go. You guys heard it from the... Uh from the man himself, Vinny Perone, taking care of things and uh, kicking ass and taking names. Oh, listen, we got Joanne E. Joe, Joe, I'm sorry, Joni Lane Miller. Joni Lane Miller's on listening. How you doing, Joan? How you going, girl? And uh, I wanted to give her a shout out because um, she uh, posted the other day on uh, on the vote no on UPS contract page. Uh, that Mark Timlin has that page now for six years and has over 22,000 followers six years from Friday. Uh, since Good Friday. Job. Yeah, so there's a lot of UPSs on there listening from all over the country. You know, so that's that's great news. Um, Joan, we just talking to Vinny here about some of the stuff going on here around our local since you're just coming on. Uh, so, Vin, uh, uh, moving up, since you spoke about the panel docket, what's going on with some of the... Uh, uh, can you talk about some of the stuffs on panel or docket? Um, the docket, we're still working off of uh, cases from last year, from 2018. Right. Um, it's it's going to go slow only because there's um, two people that are on so many multiple discharges. I'm talking about one gentleman being on... Uh, about nine, eight or nine more suspensions and discharges, and another gentleman being on, I believe, seventeen discharges and suspensions. Wow. So those uh, those things have to be heard in order. So those guys are up now. So that's going to um, push everything back a little bit. But we are still working off of um, you know the discharges from before we took office. I mean, it's going it's going pretty well. One thing I will. Um, tell you, I'll tell the audience, I'm telling everybody that'll listen, you know, we lost a couple of really, really uh, bad cases on, um, you know, buying and selling drugs on company property. Wow. And that's, that, that's a no-no. That's a no-no, <laughs> absolutely. I mean, you know, uh, you got to be reasonable about this, um, you know, I, I don't, this is like one of those issues where you just, you don't know what to do. I mean, you know, you take the cases, but depending on... Um, you know, most arbitrators are going to rule against that kind of activity on company property. So, you know, uh, I mean, we do have uh, avenues where people could get help, obviously, with Teams to Services and Andy Johnson. And I might actually have him come down to um, one of our, maybe our next general membership meeting and, and say a few words, because it's in between that and the uh, the alcohol, it's, it's really getting out of hand. Right. You know, right. and, uh, you know, people, even with the... <laughs> legalization of marijuana you know people are like i don't know if they're serious about it or not i mean hell a lot of people have made comments that oh yeah it's almost legal it's almost legal but the thing is you can buy it legally and use it but you can't have a dot card if you're doing it so right that that takes like every driver's job out of the picture and, and you can't go selling it hand to hand in front of your building either <laughs> oh absolutely not yeah. Absolutely. Or, or at the locker room. Yeah, or wherever it's been done. I mean, wherever. We was... It's just, uh, you know, I don't know how uh, how we get through to people. I mean, we'll, we take the case, and, and it's a dead loser, so, you know. But anyway, is Joan Lane there? 
Uh, no, Joan Elaine is uh, she's in the chat room, and she says we should oh, also. Okay. also I thought she was on the phone. She also said to thank you. She also said to thank you that you're one of the reasons also that the page, uh, the Vote No One page, is uh, ha has such a huge following. So. Oh, from my from my Sandor Clegane. Oh right. <laughs> hey, you must be excited. Starts tonight, right? Game of Thrones. We're getting another call. Mission conference that so many 804 members went to, and I think it's really important to get it out to the members about what's going to happen at this next delegate convention, where um, I am positive that the IBT is going to try to raise the threshold on uh, people being accredited to run, and that's that's going to be very dangerous. That's yeah, going to go from 5% to 10%. Right. Yeah. We were talking about that two weeks ago. Yes. Uh, Richard yeah, even, Hooker Jr. Even if it goes to 7% or 8%, people, you know, people don't realize um, how hard it's going to be to try to get enough delegates to, you know, just to get 5%, let alone 7 or 8 or 10. It's going to be virtually impossible to get 10. And that's going to basically leave the people in charge to, to just, it's going to be like, uh, you know, like you're a dictator. By the way, people uh, aren't going to go against that guy out in the open, and there's not going to be a fair election. There's not going to be any election whatsoever. So that is going to, they're going to try to do that at the next election. It's basically almost as if they're trying to take away our right to vote. Exactly. Uh, Joan Elaine yep. is on the line, guys. What? Joan Elaine is on the line? Hey, heck. <laughs> Hi, Anthony. Hey, Joe. What's up, Vinny? Hey, Joan. How are you? Living the dream, baby. <laughs> Living her best life. Listen, Vinny's right. They're, they're, um, we couldn't even get our whole slate um, on the ballot because we couldn't reach that 5% threshold in the West. So imagine if they raise that, how tough it's going to be oh, to man. get rid of this son of a bitch. So. Yeah. And you know what? It's it's not even going to be Hoffa. It's going to be what his son, I believe, that they want to put in charge over there, or or somewhat of his cronies. I haven't heard that yet. Yeah, I don't know. Because I mean, Hoffa's got to be what now, seventy something years old. Seventy eight. Yeah. There's there's no way he can run again. I mean, the guy's going to be in a coffin soon. You know. <laughs> it, it, it depends. Right. Well, I've I've been hearing a couple of rumors. One of them is that he's going to retire, and that Ken Hall will be running as the incumbent. Oh boy. Um. Then, then there was um, uh, Dennis Taylor was supposed to be running the ticket, but you know this UPS contract kind of gave him a back seat. So I don't really know. Rumors are flying, but there's also rumors that guess. Ron Herrera just joined Sean O'Brien's crew. Is that any truth? Oh, to that? really? I don't know. I haven't heard that. I'm hearing that around that uh, Ron Herrera uh, joined. Herrera, the, huh? Yeah, joined. No. Uh, I heard a couple other names, but I didn't haven't heard his yet. Wow. Okay. Well, I'll tell you what. This is like an actual Game of Thrones. That's what's happening here. <laughs> yeah, right. You ain't lying. <laughs> which which starts right which starts tonight? I think. Yes, right? sir. Yes. That's right. HBO <laughs> at nine o'clock. Can't wait. I've been waiting. I've been waiting. I'm not gonna lie. I'm a big fan of the show. I think uh, I think I'm the I think I'm the only one in this union that has never seen one episode of Game of Thrones. Oh, you crazy? That's because you're too busy posting. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, oh. Vinny, you should you should take some credit for that vote no page group though, for real, because fuck the runners is what got me. <laughs> That's like my favorite hashtag ever. Someone wrote games of boneheads. Game of boneheads, <laughs> yeah. 
That's a good one. Oh, somebody here said Perone for IBT president. Tell your friends. Yeah, sure. That's Rich at 1130. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know. You're getting some love yeah, there, okay. Vin. You're getting some love yeah, okay. there, Vin. Don't do a Tim. Don't do a Tim. <laughs> yeah. No, 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 no. no. Take care well, of your house. Well, what's, how should I put it? I'm not even going to say a friend because Mr. D. Domenico is technically not my friend. But he always says, know your role. Mm-hmm. Know D-dom. your role. Yep. <laughs> D-Dom. Uh, I wanted to ask you, Ben, I see that there was a lot of grievances being paid. I mean, uh, guys seem to be really doing some serious work with grievances and getting their grievances paid, and they're, and they're really thankful. And, you know, in some buildings, the guys are so scared to put in grievances because they're scared of the retaliation, and, and some of them are like, oh, well, every time I put in a grievance, it doesn't get paid. And I'm like, well, have you done it under this executive board? And their answer is always no. And I said, well, maybe you should try now because things are a little yeah, yeah. different now. Things are a little different now. So what well, do you got to you say know, to those guys? We're, we're three months, you know, solid three months in. And, um, yes, grievances are getting paid, you know, not as many as I would like. But we knew this going in. I talked about it. And, um, you know, I, I used to make a show, and Jonah Lane could tell you, like my pictures of grievance checks and whatnot. But yep, yep. for three years, <laughs> it's gotten so bad it took like such a negative turn and um you know the the request load grievances nine five grievances the company is going to have a hard time denying those from from the beginning if you just know how to argue them the right way the supervisor working grievances they're going to just try to delay and delay but you know to some of my ba's credit um you know i mean i'm just pulling a name off the top my my uh, head chris williamson you know, every, every time, every week, I go in there and I see on his desk a uh, next day air envelope that has a bunch of grievance checks in it for soups working, and uh, him and other people are handling their business. I mean, you know, there's you try to fill the grievance out the right way, you know, pin them down, take all their excuses away, and eventually, either now or later, you know, when they're docketed, they're going to have to be paid. And we're, we know that we're in for a, for a, the long haul here on this. Because they're not just going to turn around and pay everything when they've had, you know, such uh, I think what's Scott's term, uh, such fun, you know, sport fucking us for the last three years, you know, meaning right. the company. So, uh, <laughs> you know, we know we know what we were in for, and you know, we're just going to stay the course and keep doing what we're doing. Yeah, yeah. I mean, the uh, the union. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Local. I, listen, I give I give you I give you a lot of credit for what you walked into, Vinny. I really thought I really thought it was going to be difficult, but you guys walked in, kicking down doors and taking names, and it's just amazing how quickly you turned everything around. So yeah, give yourself a pat on the back. Yeah. Well, I'm not. You know what? I, I joke around with Hector all the time. You know, I joke around with other people. You know that. I am not used to this because I would rather be in the trenches, you know, but I think I have a really good group of guys and yeah, I got to play, uh, I perish the thought I have to play like office manager sometimes, which right. is just the word manager really burns me <laughs> to no end. But, um, I, Does it give I, you a rash, Vinny? Yeah, look, it, it is. This is, it gives me a rash. This, this is, this is the way it is. I come in, you know, I go to people's buildings with them. I'll ask if anybody wants me to tag along. You know, we'll, uh, you know, do a little 
meet and greet. We'll handle some business. We'll, you know, bust some chops on supervisors doing bargaining unit work. I'll get back to the union hall. I have my paperwork to do and, um, you know, calls to make. And, you know, one by one, the guys usually trickle in, whether uh, in my office or in their offices. They tell me what's going on. And it's, uh, you know, I get a good overview. I wish I could be more involved, but everybody seems to be doing a really good job. I mean, I don't walk I into your office. What, what was I that? wave. <laughs> Anthony, what'd you say? That was uh, Hector. He said he doesn't I said, walk. I don't walk into your office. I always wave from the no, coffee pot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He, <laughs> Hector, Hector waves. <laughs> you know, so um, I, I think, well, I'm not even going to say why he doesn't want to sit on my couch. But, um, <laughs> You know, everybody just gives me a, a recap of what's going on. And, you know, things, I get people's frustrations, you know, because this company frustrates people on so many levels. You know, I told them from the beginning, you don't know, you don't know what you're getting yourself in, into. But uh, I'm here trying to watch my baby, too, while we're talking. But, Aww. you know, they all seem, they also seem to be doing a good job. And they've, uh, you know, really gotten a hang of what they're doing. I mean, you know, the company saying, well, no, we don't feel that that's right you know that's that's going to be everywhere but we're going to fight them on everything so do you feel that sometimes the ibt kind of has you guys like with their kind of like with your hands tied behind your back sometimes on certain issues you know what and uh you know joan i'll tell you this too right we, uh -huh. we just settled we just settled a um contract a supplement okay we got phone calls and emails from them before it was settled, you know, and we went along. Yeah, we're trying the best we can. We're doing what we got to do. We have schedules for negotiations. Oh, that's great. That's great. Let us know if you need any help. No, thank you. We don't need any help. So all is said and done. The contract gets ratified by 79.6% or whatever. Right. Do you think? Do you think we got a text message or a phone call or an email saying congratulations from them? Oh, interesting. Crickets again, Vin. Crickets again. Interesting. Give me the cricket chat, so. <laughs> crickets. Yeah, that's interesting. This is what we get from the IBT, folks. This is what we get from the IBT. Thanks, Hoffa. You um, know, that's an interesting observation, Vinny. We, we got a member here in the chat room that says, "I hope 804 members are not supporting O'Brien." Well, Edgar, I could tell you some of the 804 members. That's that's uh, Hater Edgar. Edgar. Hater Edgar. He hates all Sean O'Brien. Well, you know, I mean, I, I wasn't a big fan of Sean O'Brien either, and, and I am, I'm really not. But, you know, I believe in guys like Fred Zuckerman and Juan Campos. And, you know, unless another group of guys goes in there that, that I feel is, is going to be able to take them on, like, headstrong, then then right now I'm going to go with those guys. But, uh, Edgar, I hear where you're coming from. We're still two years away. We'll see what happens, and uh, we'll see if something better comes along. But right now I, I definitely think uh, Fred Zuckerman, and <laughs> here we go. This is some of the sounds from Sean O'Brien at the last convention, why so many people are... Uh, but, uh, all right, let's move on now. <laughs> To uh, safety <laughs> committee talk, uh, there's been a lot going on with safety, Vin. I mean, they tried to dismantle it. They were mad because you had had some of the the shop stewards. You told them that if they had the power, they they had the power to remove certain individuals and put the right people in place. If you felt these guys weren't doing the job properly, and a lot of that was going down, and then the company kind of got mad about it. I I suppose <laughs> is what happened, and they started saying, "Well, we're going to shut down safety." So, what no, was no, 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 no. 
let's let's be clear. Okay. They didn't they didn't shut down safety because of me or my slate or my executive board. They shut down safety because just like me, I don't give a shit about safety and they just proved that they don't give a shit about safety. Ouch. Okay. They shut down safety because now at the end of every quarter they start penny pinching. Last in December, they wouldn't buy toilet paper and paper clips and ID badges in 43rd Street. This time, they they shut down the safety committees, which all that should tell everybody, including the people right. that are on the safety committees, is that UPS doesn't give a rat's ass about safety. They yep, don't yep. care. They don't give a shit. They don't care if you die, as long as they could say it's not their fault. Th- yeah, they that's only care during the Ketter audits and OSHA coming through, and right, that's the only time right. they seem I'm to I'm telling you this, you know, whoever's listening out there, you know, UPS management, supervisors, whoever, you don't care a rat's ass about your employees. You don't care about safety. You shut down safety committees because of a bottom line. Okay, that's the only reason you did it. Mm. And... um you know, I did, just like the rest of my guys, we did make commitments and, you know, said a lot of stuff about revamping safety committees. I got Mark Cohen working with a, with a group right now about putting together a training. But I got to tell you this, Anthony, and you're from Foster, the only, the only shop steward that actually took me up on my offer so far that I know of that removed some members from safety and replaced them is Juan Acosta. Yeah, that's right. And, and so, just so everybody you know, knows, Juan Acosta right now, our steward, he's running one of the uh, the biggest centers in the district. He's got five, he's got, there's five stewards in total, four alternates. One he actually had to put on just to go into Saturdays, just so that they, because they were trying to do a lot of stuff on Saturdays, and he actually was able to get a guy. Uh, he, he, you know, he, uh as you say, like uh, you know, uh, Sird, the next dry, uh, next steward in, and uh, this guy is uh, taking care of Saturdays for him. So there's five stewards in total. There's over 150 something drivers in that center alone. But yeah, yeah. That's, that's crazy. That's, that's a crazy amount of people for one center. But he is. Can I ask you one. guys? A, Go ahead. Can I ask you guys a question about your safety committees? Sure. Are they? Are your safety committees co-chaired by with management? Yes. Yes. <clears throat> okay. Because that—that's well. That's the problem that I have with the safety committees. Period. I, you know, I'd love to get rid of them all, but it's interesting that they're coming up in conversation a lot. Do you remember what one seventy-seven did a few months back? Where they pulled the committee? They pulled. Yeah, they pulled all of their. their they pulled all of their all teamsters out of the safety committees. No, so I don't. It, I, I don't think that that's accurate, Joan. Because um, I'm going to tell you right now that a couple of weeks ago. You know, coincidentally, right when they started cutting back themselves because of uh, the end of the quarter budget. So it was like a few weeks before the end of March. And um, I had it in my head that I was going to pull safety committees. And I mean, this is, to the best of my knowledge, this is what went down. I sent a letter to the company that I was going to, you know, pull the safety committees as of Monday, whatever. And I sent a letter to the IBT, you know same as 177 did um i called the ibt or they called me for something somebody from the ibt and um said you're pulling your safety committees we just got a email about it i said yeah wait let me transfer you to the head of safety for the ibt yada 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 
talked to him. Uh, he, he understood. They were so understanding to everything that I, I was telling them. And then at the end of the phone call, he said, I strongly suggest you don't do it. Let me make a few phone calls first. Oh. Wow. Yeah. So, you know, um, first time in this situation, I said, okay, well, uh, what are you making phone calls about? Well, you know, I have a lot of juice. Let me talk to some people about your issues. And all okay. of our issues have been spoken about before, about falsifying accidents and injuries on the company's part. Right, right about not being able to get certain paperwork, OSHA 300 and 301 logs that we're requesting to make sure right. that they're not falsifying injuries, them taking guys to their doctor, all this stuff. So he said, let me make some phone calls, blah, blah, blah. Um, never heard back from him. He you know, said, give me a couple of days. Never, never called me back. I actually asked my secretary treasurer who lives in Jersey, yeah, give me, give me the crickets. And um, <laughs> I said, could you uh, reach out? Because he says he knows a couple guys in 177 and reach out and see what happened. And with their issue was, I think, a 30-something-year driver got disciplined. Yeah, it was about a driver, yeah. Right, for safety-related stuff. Right. So um, he called me, uh, my secretary treasurer, Tony, called me back later that night, and he said that, yeah, they pulled the safety committees in package but not in preload and feeder. Oh, okay. They, so just they were the approved. Okay. Yeah, they, the IBT approved them to pull them in package, but not in feeder and on the preload. Okay. So I, I would assume that's true because he got it from a business agent over there. Right. And um, you know, so as it stands right now, I still haven't um, gotten a return phone call. Wow. But then they wound up basically canceling safety anyway because of, um, you know, they didn't want to Talking spend too much money. So, so. Wow. That's, 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 and Frank Whalen brings up a good point. Frank Whalen's on the line. Shout out to Frank Whalen. He says it's all about profits and production over safety. And that is so true. Um, we got another member here that says, how about an on-car supervisor doing a pickup every day because they tip the driver? The on-car soup takes the tip of our union brother's mouth and does the work, our work, union work. What the F? <laughs> Why is nobody grieving yeah, Exactly. Why yeah, is he not that's, grieving That's a grievance, man. Mike, well, Tech, that's a grievance 24, all day long, yeah. Is, has anybody put in a grievance on said supervisor doing this, uh, this, this he's, pickup? He's from, he's from Forster Avenue. What center in Forster Avenue that's, that's happening? He's from Forster Avenue? Uh, I don't know. That's, That's what he wrote. Yeah, Mike Tack twenty four. Uh, well, I don't know, but somebody's definitely got to put in a grievance over there, Mike. I don't know if you know any of the right? stewards down there, and if you are from Foster, uh, you listen. You got some hardcore stewards over there. You know, you got Acosta, you got uh, you got Braswell, you got some good guys over there. You got Antoine Andrews, you got Freddie. Uh, you got some stewards that'll definitely get the the word out. And do what you got to do. Put your grievance in, and then when it gets to the BA level, you know Dave Cintron is going to take care of it. He's the trustee. He's going to do what he's got to do when he gets in the building. As a matter of fact, he came to our building on Dave Luby's ship the other night. You know these guys, they just surprise you. You never know when they're going to show up, which is great because they keep UPS on the company on their toes. So that's a right. great thing. So shout out to yeah, Dave you Cintron. Gotta file, you got to file a grievance. You yeah. got you know you, these guys can't do anything until you file a grievance. Yeah, that, that's the first step. The first step is well, that Well, you know, uh, we had Anthony, we had a um stewards training at the hall a couple weeks ago, a week and a half ago with the uh, Foster Avenue shop stewards and alternates. Right. And you know, we it was actually really good. I I thought it was a really good um 
experience, like interacting wise, and okay. you know, we did a little role playing, you know, and uh, you know, Scott played a manager really well. <laughs> people. But um, you know, it was like a full, full blown eight hours, just you know, on job training. From, what was that? On job training, basically. Yeah, well, yeah, review and stuff. And one of the things that I harped upon, just like I do all the time, is communication. I've always said communication, communication. If we don't know something's happening, if your shop steward doesn't know, you know, what can we do about it? You know, there's, right. there's major issues out there, like um, you know, the car wash jobs in your building. Right. Like guys in certain buildings that, you know, car washers that feel it necessary to do runs from building to building. Yes. And work. Yes. I mean, this is, this is insanity. Yeah. There's, there's car washers doing clerk work, clerk doing car wash work because they just feel like doing it. I mean, when, when do we as members say that enough is enough, you know, stay in classification, do your job, report anything that's suspicious or that violates the contract and just give your shop stewards and BAs all the information that they need to fight this company. That's when another, do we do that? That's another thing and a great point and I'm glad you brought that up because uh, last uh, two weeks ago we were talking about the car wash situation and there was supposed to be four jobs that were going up for bid and the company decided they're only going to use two and I know you spoke to me and um, they're, they're saying they, they got the one. The one guy did win the bid on uh, last Friday and they're putting up another bid for another driver to come in for car wash. Uh, but at the end of the day, they're trying to eliminate two and they still do have the non-union employees doing work there. So well, what do you need for us to do? Uh, I mean, they're, I don't think they plan on putting up those other two. I don't think they're planning on giving the four up. So, so far, they're only putting well, in two. I, I got you. And, you know, um, again, nothing, nothing is easy with these people. How long were those four positions being done by outside contractors? Oh, man. We're talking, whew, I would say eight, maybe even ten years. It's been a long time. Okay, if it's been that long, then, you know, shame on two previous boards or three previous executive boards. Now you're talking Check out the But here's, here's what we did. It was very simple. I walked into your building. I walked up to the division manager. First, I talked to labor. I'm sorry, like uh, the day before. He agreed with the four going up for bid. I went up to your division manager. He agreed right away with the four going up for bid. He just said, could we do it one a week? And you know, here I go again, yeah. extending extending ourselves. Right. I said, sure, no, no problem, because right. you know you don't want to just take right as long four as they get done off the road. That right. was what they were crying about. So sure, so they bid the first one, they bid the second one, and they're bidding the second one now. Yeah, that the other two that they're not going to use them. Right. Well, I told the stewards when they came down to the hall, actually when they were right there, uh, Dave Luby. I told him, reach out, get me the names of the four people that had those positions b before this outside contracting started. Mm -hmm. He instantly got me, him and uh, Cintron and Cohen instantly got me the names. Okay? Nice. Wrote them down. I told all the stewards that were there, if you see, they award these two jobs, if you see any outside contractors doing car wash work, 
let me know as soon as possible so we can start putting in the grievances. Those are our reserve jobs, and we'll fight them tooth and nail about that. Awesome. Jobs that are owed to the local. That's what I'm talking about. Thanks, Finn. We appreciate that. The drivers over there are forced to appreciate that. And you know what? If uh, if anybody's thinking like uh, like when you guys went to the uh, when we all had your when you guys had the meet and greet, um, one thing that I remember you speak speaking about that really uh, that really you know excited a lot of people was the thought about training and and getting guys education and I myself was able to go thanks to you guys to the rank and file education that you guys had a couple of weeks ago which was an amazing turnout and it was as you know that they, they closed it up because there was just too many people they couldn't keep bringing them in um, also uh, now that you're telling me you brought in some some of the stewards in you little by little grabbing stewards bringing them to the hall giving them training I also hear you're even going further you're thinking of training some of your BAs for panel in Boston what's this about um, well, we did send um, a couple people to um, Wisconsin for panel training, and um, you know it was funny. Uh, the, one of the gentlemen from Seven Hundred Five, Richard De, Richard DeVries, who um, was at the our education conference, he was joking around saying, "Oh no, no, I, I heard about you guys. I, I had uh, I had people keeping keeping watch on them." You know, they really went down there with that New York attitude. So they, they did a really good job. Uh, you know, Lou and Pete and uh, Tony was out there also. And um, we're going to continue to do that uh, next week. Uh, Hector, what, what's the uh, date? The 26th? The 25th, 26th. The 25th and the 26th? He 20, says, 20, yeah, it's, yeah, it's like a day and a half. We're, uh, we're driving up to uh, Boston because... Uh, uh, Mr. O'Brien in, invited us up there because he's having a like New England panel training for okay. for new BAs and such. Okay. So um, I have a bunch of guys going up there. Uh, you nice. Know, we're we're driving our own cars up there. <laughs> so you know uh, we're going to shoot up there, and uh, it's for like you know a day and a half, and then we'll be back um, Friday evening. And anything that we could do to uh, improve ourselves because our panel is based off of um, the New England panel and the uh, 705 Chicago panel. Okay. So, you know, there's a lot of similarities there. And um, <clears throat> Great job, man. Great job. And what's this you know, about? And, okay. and, uh, and Anthony, just, you know, uh, I can't stay on much longer, but just to be clear, yeah. now that the contract is done and we've pretty much settled in, uh, I appreciate you saying that, you know, guys have already noticed that we've, you know, started some training for the uh, for the members. We're going to continue that. Now, hopefully, things are calming down. There's always going to be a bump in the road. There's always going to be, you know, a change of ops that we don't agree on. You know, some some BS that's going to take up the majority of our time. But now that it's sort of settled down, um, we are going to, you know, really try to go forward with the plans that we had. You know, with um, with all sorts of training for the members, and nice. you know, I even uh, I told people if um, guys want to have, I told the students from Foster, if you guys want feel it necessary to have a meeting at the union hall on a weekend, not like a general membership meeting or student meeting, if you want to have a building specific meeting, you know, we'll absolutely have people down there to open up the hall and you know have uh, you know some food and drinks and stuff, and and nice. we'll be down, to, you know guide you guys through it and to uh, talk stuff over with you you know any building wants to do that they're more than welcome and you what? know and and just 
So, you know, you mentioned the meet and greet video. I think that's funny that you mentioned it because the other day I actually asked Hector if he had a video of something else, but I went on and I looked at, you know, the majority of that meet and greet video. And when we did the EMS video from, from my dining room and you were here, I looked at that again, not because I wanted to hear myself and Mark Cohen talk, <laughs> but because I want to always keep fresh the uh, commitments that we made. Right. Okay. And I want to, you know, keep in mind like the passion that people had, like you and a bunch of other people had, even my man, Jamie Haynes, going up to the mic and asking questions. <laughs> oh, he's got you a know, question right now for you. Uh, Jamie ben. always has a question. He's, he's probably has a question he's, right now. He does. He does. Yeah, he has a question he right now. <laughs> it says, <laughs> he texts me his question. Oh, he texted to you. <laughs> Jamie's funny. Yeah, he wants to know about getting the okay for some of us drivers to actually train the other members on how to drive at the full Foster Foster Avenue building. Antoine Andrews was actually training somebody uh, uh, over the weekend. I believe he used probably one of his own days on a Saturday, and he actually came in and was helping somebody drive. So we want to know if that's going to be – is that something that we're allowed to do? Like, can we just grab somebody <laughs> under our wing, and, and if UPS allows us to go in on a Saturday and do it, or do we even need UPS approval? Well, you're using their, their – We're using their vehicles, yeah. Yeah. You, of course, you need their approval. Right. Okay, you want a cookie, Mama? Okay. Um, that's something, I mean, look, contractually, you know, drivers can train. We can't be held responsible for people getting disciplined if we train them. Contractually, we can train people. They have to pay us a certain amount more money an hour. You know, could be negotiated. I'm not, like, a super big fan of it, you know, on, like, you know, training drivers to be drivers. But, um, you know, I applaud what Antoine did. I know the reason that he did it. I know he gave up his own time. You know, I don't, I don't see it as a big problem if, uh, if a guy goes down to a building and, and, you know, tries to train up a fellow brother or sister. That's right. You know, um, if, we had, if we had total control and, you know, we were running the training classes, I think it would probably be a lot better, you know. Right. Uh, that that one I can't I can't give Jamie a hard hitting answer right now. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, no booze, man. No booze. Come on, you should have got some laugh there. You know. That's what we needed. That's what we needed. <laughs> Unbelievable. All right. So one last question, because I know you got to go, Vin. Uh, I see something also on the steward training for the forty seventy. Uh, is that some kind of like a like a like the steward training, is it just for the 40 and 70 amp panel you're training them for, or? Um, well, the 40, no, the 40 and 70 is um, an issue that's been, you know, going on the last few years where the company, in the last uh, three years or so, the company has decided that, oh, you know what? They're called accidentals, Anthony. Like if, say, an insider, a part-timer, makes 40 and 70 by accident, yeah. like the company's just not like, just using them, and they wind up uh, making 40 and 70 full-time, they used to get the job right away. Right, they had and to honor it. it. Plenty of people, including um, Kamal, got the job that way. Okay, and now the company has 
really like hardened their stance and said, well, we don't feel that those people should get that job. We're not giving that job. That's what's been happening in the last few years. Oh, man. So, <clears throat> you know, it's funny. Chris Williamson, you know, always uh, tells me, read, read, read. Look at, go through all these uh, arbitrations. You know, and I go through some of them with him, but he's just, you know, he basically like lives at that union hall. I don't know, I don't know if he like sold his house or whatever, but he's there all the time. And um, he just found, like two days ago, he found a bunch of old arbitrations, you know, old, like, you know, five, six years old, that we won on the 40 and 70. So we're gonna show them to our beloved labor managers this week or next, because there's a lot of people that have made book accidentally you know, yep. I know to me, a few to in me my it's building. not an accident because the company knows what they're doing. They're, they're using and abusing these part-timers and not creating more full-time jobs, using them, you know, like donkeys to either work too many hours or, you know, in the preload or go out on the road as helpers just because they don't want to create more full-time jobs. And then when they make 40 and 70, they're like, oh, well, we don't feel we owe you that job. Well, guess what? You do. And a bunch of arbitrators ruled that you do in 804 previously, and we have those arbitrations, scumbags, and we're going to be showing you those arbitrations real soon. Yeah, you douchebags. <laughs> <laughs> you tell them, Can I ask Vinny one more question before we leave? Yeah, it's up sure. to Vinny. Last question um, of what, the day. <laughs> what's, what's, this, is, this is a hard-hitting question. Uh -oh. Oh my God. Oh Joni Lane Miller's hard-hitting question. <laughs> what, what, is, what is your plan? What is your plan for 22 fours once this contract gets implemented? That is a hard-hitting <laughs> question. I mean, <laughs> again, you know, and, and Joan Lane, contrary to what other people have been saying out there, we, we had plenty of meetings. I mean, you know, one at each building for this right. contract when we when we uh, agreed on it. And uh, we, I, I made it a point to tell members at these meetings that, look, the 22-4s, it's an IBT thing, you know, like a national right. thing. The IBT um, made the proposal, and, um, you know, unfortunately, we don't like the job. We don't feel that it's, you know, the right kind of job for for our union. But at the end of the day, they're going to be our brothers and sisters. So right. we're not going to start fighting with these people because they're going to be dues-paying members that are going to be going into different jobs, hopefully. I hope yeah, it's, it's just a not point. a job of attrition, the way it looks like. Right. The way it sounds right now, you know, superficially, it looks like this is going to be a, a real uh, bad job for, for people to have. They'll take the job. Right. Oh, UPS, I'll take it. But we, what we have to do is... We have to embrace these people, these brothers and sisters. We have to bring them into the fold. Everybody knows how hard it is getting getting trainees, you know, package car drivers trainee, trainees into the fold because they listen to right. management right away. Okay, well, what's going to happen with these guys and girls? We got we to gotta get our hooks in them, say it however you want, and we got to make them good union members, but at the same time, we, the members, because whenever I say we, it can't be me because, you know, I'm sitting in an office with a freaking basketball hoop behind my door, wishing I wasn't there sometimes. But we as the members have to monitor these jobs and monitor how the company is going to try to abuse them.
Right. Okay, so that we we just have to, from from the rookie package car driver to the shop steward, embrace these guys, bring them into the fold, and make sure that the company doesn't abuse this language. That's okay. right. That's right. You guys set the restrictions. Good answer, Vinny. Good answer. Yeah, he's right. Everybody, he set the, the... You guys went out there. You fought to actually have some restrictions on the 22-4s. Not a lot of locals have them. I mean, I was speaking to Richard Hooker Jr. He said those 22-4s by them are going to be able to do whatever the hell they want. That he was that we were very lucky to get those kind of restrictions. And again, like Vinny says, we as members have to monitor it. We as members, if we see something they're not supposed to be doing out of their classification, we have to we have to report it. It's not about you know guys get to think that oh you're ratting me out and how could you do that to me no you're not being a good union member is what you're not doing you, you i'm telling you what you should be doing and this is what it is yes and, and you know i before i go i just i want to say one more thing i want to touch base on um even the, the part-time issues i know like people say part-timers don't vote part-timers don't care i know it's it's way different depending on which area of the country you're in, what local you're in. Even in the same local, it depends on what building you're in. I mean, I got guys on our staff, and Hector will tell you, you know, all they talk about is part-timers and giving people an opportunity. And you can see it with even a member that's not on my staff, but that's a shop steward, Antoine Andrews, who's trying to go in on his day off and give a member an opportunity. Okay, so we tried getting more for part-timers. We tried getting a higher salary for them on a local level. We tried getting uh, cost of living increases that would have been beneficial to part-timers and full-timers. Um, we couldn't do it. It was late in the game and wages, you know, at the end of the day, my least favorite expression, wages are negotiated nationally. And I don't think that the people above us on the union side would have been happy with us negotiating higher wages for part-timers in 804's jurisdiction when people in other parts of the country weren't getting as much money. So right. we didn't really have any leverage whatsoever in that regard. Yeah, but you know what? Shout out shout out to Dave Luby for leading the fight for 15 and 804 oh, and yeah. even taking it statewide being a part oh, of yeah. that fight. Uh, yes. He definitely inspired yes. a lot of part-timers. Luby did a great yep. job inspiring a lot of part-timers. I mean, yes, he did. He rallied them, and he 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 really has a way with people. He marched on the state to make it a state minimum. I, I love well, talking we had, to him. We, we had we had quite a few members. You know, when the fight for fifteen started, you know, um, four years ago, and you know Charlie mm -hmm. Jordan, and you know, look, you know Tim Sylvester put that out there that he wanted to make that something that was worth fighting for again right. i don't want to make this you know political I, that's why i really don't want to call up the show that often because you know it's not about politics i you know i tell like i tell hector all the time i'm retiring in september anyway i couldn't care less <laughs> but um you know it's just to try to do the right thing and whether right. it's a five fifteen you know, now and, um, you know, four or five years ago <laughs> Stop to the uh, trying to get better wages and benefits. <laughs> That's what it's all about, trying to, you know, advance, advance the contract. Hector's booing you, Vin. You believe that? <laughs> Hector, stop booing Vinny, man. No way. You should get applause, Vin, for that. You should get some applause for that. <laughs> well, he's, 
he's, he's booing because I'm retiring in September. Right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> there it goes again. <laughs> no, Vin, don't leave us. <laughs> oh, no, man. I, 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 was, I was going. That was my plan, you know. But like I said, I, I don't want to call too often. I really appreciate the time. And uh, you guys... You know, Jamie Haynes should be ashamed of himself. You guys ask better hard-hitting questions than he did. <laughs> um, Jamie Haynes says he wants to fight you. Uh, he wants to. Oh, you want to fight him back? Look at you guys having a little uh, little chat war there in the uh, chat room. <laughs> Jody, I fight well, Jamie thanks, all the time. Well, thanks, he uh, Vinny. Is he on the chat? I'm not even looking because yeah. telling his calves are so small that he'll fall right over. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Elaine will kick your ass, bro. <laughs> but Vinny, right, man, guys, thank you so much for really calling. Great rest of your Sunday, okay? uh, we appreciate you calling in, Vin. Thank you so much for uh, enlightening us on Love some you, issues. Vinny. And right, uh, damn, was very appreciative. Thank you very much, sir. All right, guys, take care. Have a good day. Enjoy your Palm Sunday. Yeah, right. I, I couldn't talk with Vinny talking on the on. The, I couldn't get on. Oh man, don't worry about it, man. I mean, Vinny was doing his thing. But Listen, I just want to say something to uh, DJ. You are serious. Uh-oh. Are you serious? I'm sorry. Are you serious? Yep, DJ. Are you serious? I heard him play on a Christmas party in Laurelton, and he's a good DJ. Okay. I would like to have you uh, do a uh, a set on here on the What the Heck show that oh, we shit. can uh, play your music. Uh, and advertise your DJ skills to the members of Local 804. So if you can reach out to uh, to me at three four seven four zero three zero seven zero five, you can get a USB uh, port of your music, and uh, well, I'll play it live on the air so members can hear. Uh, the quality of uh, DJ you are, and uh, maybe you could get some uh, 804 members to call you and hire you for some uh, special occasions. So that's right, DJ. Are you serious? That's you nice, that? Heck. That's nice, you. That's right. Show some love for our fellow DJs. You know, doing a little. Right? I heard him. He's good. He's a good DJ. All right, He's real good. Nice. He says, "Sure, why not?" Before I retire. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely. Well, I have a story here, jo- uh, Joan. Uh, this 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 member wants to remain anonymous. He wants this to be a teaching moment for for people out there, and I would love to hear how you guys would handle this. Because right off the back, the first thing that that bothered me is this. All right, let's just go into it. Uh, a supervisor grabs okay. a package near a driver and accidentally drops package on driver's foot. <clears throat> now. Now the super, I know this is, this is, this is, you're going to love this story. So the driver is in pain, his foot hurts and the supervisor says, maybe you should go to a doctor. And then, uh, she says, well, let's go get the safety guy. So they end up getting the safety coach here, whoever that person is. I'm not going to mention any names in the story because everybody wants to remain anonymous. I'm not, not going to mention the, uh, the building or it could be out of state. It could be anywhere. So the the the, the, sh- the safety guy he tells the driver basically um you know what why don't you go sit in the office for a few hours you know just see how you feel you know and i'm saying to myself why isn't the safety guy telling him first of all to you know uh, go to a doctor or you know even the supervisor said go to a doctor yeah like what you talk about willis i mean come on Come on, this this guy, you just dropped a package on his foot, you know? From what I'm hearing, the package was about 40 pounds, you know? That, that could hurt. So 
the driver goes sits down for a few hours and then they come out to him and then he tells them you know they were like how you feeling he's like you know no it hurts my foot hurts and he was like well you need you want to go to a doctor he's like yeah i'd like to go to a doctor mind you the driver can't get to his phone that's right they didn't call the ambulance though the the turns out that the the the, the actual ups doctor is not too far from their building i don't know where it is so then boom he goes he goes to the doctor the doctor tells him he does have bruising on his foot <laughs> He definitely hurt his foot, and uh, you can go back to work as tolerated. That's what the doctor, the the the, doc, the company doctor says. You can go back to work as tolerated. Didn't say full duty. Didn't say you know uh, you know uh, light duty. Just said as tolerated. So the driver goes back to the building, goes back into the office, you know, and everybody's oh, okay. How you feeling now? And they tell him, uh, would you mind going on to your route and helping that driver that's on it finish it? You know, so now the driver's out there limping around on one foot. And, and this is a teaching lesson because now, at, before they even sent them out, they start making him no, do his CBTs. No, no, yeah, no, that's right. No, they start making him no. do all this, you know, oh, well, you know, like oh, like if it was his fault. Like, really? You're, you're, you're going over all the methods and no. procedures now no. that the, no. the damn supervisor no. No. dropped this package no. on this poor guy's Hell foot? No. So the no. guy, and then he I goes mean, out no. with the driver, no. does the work, does the work. Joan, listen to this, does the work. I'm listening, and I'm the, listening. the next day, he's out on his own. The next day, they put him out on his own, and they put him on a safety ride. They have a, a supervisor go out with him on a safety no, ride. No, All no, of this because no, a supervisor no. <laughs> dropped a package on this said driver's foot. So, I mean, right off the back, what are you thinking, Joe? Like, the supervisor Sir, touching I packages. I questions than answers right now. Uh, I mean, you could ask um, me some questions, but I could only answer no, so that I'm not putting no. this, this driver. Why, you know. why did nobody grieve the fact that that supervisor was moving packages, right. number one? That was my first, yes, absolutely. Number well, two, who was the safety, quote-unquote, guy? Was it a teamster or a management team? No, no, no. He was a steward. On the safety, uh, one of the co-chairs. He was okay, a steward. So he's, he's, he's a, a union guy. Yes. Okay. Number three, the the driver should have immediately, immediately filed uh, an injury report, and and the steward or the safety rep should have advised him to do so. Right, and it wasn't even if his steward. It was the steward from right. another center. He was the safety person on there. And he wasn't able to so speak to So you don't, to you don't just go sit down and wait. Like, listen, I'm not saying it's not done because my center manager is a piece of shit. He does this to my drivers all the time. <laughs> and I tell him, don't, you know, no, you file an injury report and you get paid. But, no. Um, yeah, no. no, that's a management thing to try and keep they, 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 the, the TAW. They try to keep you out of that because as long as you're not, you don't lose time, then they don't lose any bonus money. That's what that's all about. Well, yeah, that's another reason he wanted to stay anonymous. Because in the end, after exactly. four or five days, he felt better, and it, right. it was not he. Like, imagine if he had broken something, though. You know, exactly. Like, that's <laughs> why he filed the report. Yes, and I. No, and I then you have a right. That's that's not even a teamster, right, Anthony? That's 
that's a that's a that's an OSHA and a, and, a, and an LRB right that when you're injured on the job, you file an injury report. Absolutely. I mean, you get on the phone, you call Liberty Mutual right away. You set it exactly. up. You put it in. That's the way to go. I mean, and I you advise file that them. report. <laughs> and and the first thing I tell them, just like you said, why didn't anybody file a grievance on this uh, particular supervisor? And what was said to me was that the supervisor was very attractive. <laughs> and he didn't oh really want to. <laughs> I don't know if he's interested or whatever the case is. Oh my but, god! Yeah. So you know, it, it goes to show you how how uh, uh, how somebody who can be attractive can get away with certain things. <laughs> well, like, yeah, but that's a whole other conversation. Well, Joan, you would know. They say blondes have more fun, and I seen by your hair do that. Oh my god! Please. <laughs> Listen, if a supervisor dropped a package on my foot, I would be uh, owning a piece of that company. I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah, you already. <laughs> golden ticket that's like hitting the lottery are you kidding me i'm going i'm going down like michael spinks did against tyson (laughs) forget that people who jump on the train after it crashes and that whiplash that's right man that's like hitting the lottery like how do you not you know i mean i don't know there's just there's just a whole series of mistakes that happened along this this this, uh, yeah. Where is this driver now? Did everything work out for yeah, him? Yeah, well, yeah, because he's okay now. He's a. Uh, what is with you, man? You playing with all the buttons over there? <laughs> I think somebody. He got lucky. Basically, he got lucky. Well, he got lucky because he didn't really hurt himself. So, but you know yeah. what? The way it was handled, I thought it was very unprofessional. I was. I, Me too. I Absolutely. heard the story, and I just wanted to, you know, the the thing with being on on Facebook and and and, and talking to a lot of members now, especially not just members here in our own local, but across the country. I hear some stories right and it's like wow i can't believe they did that to you you know and it's always like can i talk yeah. about it on the show and sometimes i think maybe i shouldn't but as long as i keep them from harm's way and i can keep it anonymous i'm sure the people right. listening that know somewhat what happened know who we're talking about but that'll be right. probably just just the only people that will and it's a teaching moment for anybody that heard yeah. this story you know first things first right. anybody that watched this happen should have put a grievance in on that supervisor right away just Thank for touching you. packages <laughs> And, right? that, and that's the first no. thing. And then somebody yeah. got to get that camera footage because you, LP got cameras everywhere. And you everywhere. know, you know, they got that, you know, you know, they got everywhere. that on footage somewhere that this package. And then you're going to make this guy go through all those safety, you know, the CBTs yeah. and the methods and the procedures. And then you're going to put him on a safety ride. And, and he didn't do anything. You know, that's what's killing right. me. So. It's just like anything else, Anthony. You know, UPS, the company's only going to get away with as much as you allow them to. Hector will tell you this. Only as much as you allow them to. If you start filing the grievances, if you start telling them, I'll, I'll give you a perfect example without using names. I got a driver because my center manager is a piece of shit. I don't mind saying that on the air. And everybody knows who my center manager is. <laughs> he, we have a driver. He's a 30-year safe driver. He wears a patch on his arm. Wow. He gets hurt. His hip. He pulls his hip, right? And he happens to be on a, on a ride, his S&B ride. So he tells the supervisor, listen, dude, I just did something. I don't know what, but it's bad. So he's like, what do you think? Can you finish the day? And he's like, I don't know. I, I got I to get this checked out. So they go to the, the, the comp doc, right, the UPS doc. Right. And it's up the street from the hub. And so he's sitting there with, with the, his own car. And, um, and he, the doctor comes out. He, he comes out, takes him in, does the exam. He says, listen, we're going to need to do an MRI whole lot of damage here but you definitely did this this and this and i don't think you should be working until we have this mri so he comes out and he's waiting for the doctor to come back out with all the paperwork he tells the on-car this the on-car texts my cm 
CM texts back to the on-car, tell him to just not listen to the doctor's advice and I'll give him as much time off as he needs to feel better. Wow. Yeah. Wow, right? Wow. He comes to me, he comes into me the next day, he goes, Joe, let me tell you something. I'm a 30-year driver. I'm a safe driver. I'm wearing a patch on my arm and this is what this motherfucker does to me and I go, yep, they do it to everybody like that. That is, that is, I mean, uh, yeah. How do you yeah, not? How do yeah. you not respect a man that has, you know, a badge of honor, has done his time? Like, uh, we, we, you know what? I, I didn't want to talk about this, but I'm going to anyway. I'm not again mentioning no names. There's another story out there. A driver, uh, a top seniority guy. He, um, he's doing his job. You know, just like all of us do. We go out there and we bust it out. This guy, he's one of those old time drivers. Never really had any trouble with management. You know, always, uh, right. uh, always does the right thing. He doesn't fight. You know, right. he's, he's a union guy, but he, he's not one of those hardcore crazy. You know, trying to look out. Right. You know, he's just a straight worker, and um, he's never done anything wrong. And all of a sudden, like he's his stop count drops. So his, Scott, his stop count drops, and they decide to look into his records, and they notice that on one day he had like a tw- uh, eh, you know, a half hour lapse in time, maybe twenty something minutes, and they bring him in the office the next day, and it's like, uh, you know, what's going on? Your numbers are whatever, whatever. Yeah, exactly. Your numbers are whatever, here we whatever. Go. And 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 we're talking about a senior guy here again, over, over, over close to thirty years, close to thirty years. Right. And they say to him, you know, what's this lapse in time? And he's like, oh, well, basically, he was just looking out for one of his customers, a customer that he had, had a pickup, and he told him, can you sweep it by early, and I'm going to have more for you later. So, of course, you, you know, you certain customers that take care of you, you take yep. care of them. There's nothing wrong with that. You know, he's not doing anything yep. wrong. That's his job. But only, he didn't scan anything when he went there. So they saw that lapse gotcha. in time. So these people actually went out there to question the customer. Like how dare oh you? God, how dare you? Me. This guy has never done anything. He's never. I don't even wow. believe the kids ever filed a grievance. Like uh, oh, I say, wow. kid. He's a man, a grown man. And it's like, how yeah. dare you? How dare you treat this man so unprofessionally? You know, like if yeah. I was him, the first thing I would do was file a grievance for harassment. If that, if I'm gonna make it my yeah. first grievance, that's it. Just because you went out and and actually asked one of my customers, like really, and the wow. customer of course looked out for him. Like no way, he was here. Absolutely, he was here. Yeah. And it's not like you can't check wow. telematics. Don't go and pretend like you don't know exactly where I was when yeah, I right? <laughs> during that time period. You know, you have yeah. the uh, big brother always watching with the satellites up above. So don't come and tell me you. Didn't didn't know where I was parked at. You know what I mean? Right. So you hear so many yeah, stories like that. There's no low, Anthony. There's no low for yeah. this company. There is no low. You know, there's no low. It, it's just so, it, it, you know, I, I, not that I get it, but I, I see where they can try to do that with the younger members, you know, because right. they're, they're coming in, they're trying to put that fear in them right from the beginning. But for a right. guy that had had this kind of time, really, you want to do this to this kind of guy, a guy that has given his pretty much almost his life to the company, you know? Well, yeah, well, listen, think about it. Think about it, Anthony, because these new guys coming in don't know any better. And without the old timers around to take them under their wing and tell them mm. what you're supposed to be doing and how mm. things are supposed to be done, you know, now you got nothing but this army of new guys who don't give a fuck about the union. I mean, pardon my French, but they don't. They don't. They don't know shit about being a teamster. They're coming in off the street making decent money, and they're told the more you run, the more you're going to make, and that's what they're doing. And it's a revolving door. And so, yeah, the company loves that. They want to get rid of the old timers. They want to get. They don't want. They don't want guys walking around with patches being proud of shit. They don't want that. Yeah, I mean, there's there's so much. This, I got. I I know a, uh, uh, an individual who was out there on an OJS, 
and you would not believe the things that he had to go through like for example he just closing his window just closing his window and then every time he pulled over he'd open the window to bring in his mirror and all of a sudden they're like uh don't open just leave your window open and he's like no i don't like driving with the wind in my face that's what he said i don't like driving with the wind in my face he's like well i'm telling you are you instructing me to open my window yeah right he's like, everything i say from this point on is an instruction really like come on oh, man like they get so petty you know like yeah. you, there comes a point where you know what and, and i'm glad all right i'm gonna read to you guys one of my favorite articles joan article 37 right oh and, my yes. bible and, and yes, an Article Thirty Seven, Section One is is one of the one of the one of my favorites because it's it's the wording in it is is very what it needs to be. So what, I'm not going to read the whole thing because there's way too much. <laughs> but I just want to get to the part where here where it says, uh, <clears throat> hold on, okay, the employer shall not in any way intimidate, harass, coerce or overly supervise an employee in the performance of his or her duties. I mean, just that one sentence alone, Joan, yep. you know how that's many everything. grievances, that's that says everything. I will say that one more time, Joan, yep. for, for ladies and gentlemen, brothers and sisters, for everybody listening. Please Article do, 37, right section one, go ahead, baby, smoke <laughs> it all in. The employer shall not retaliate against employees. Well, no, I skipped. I went a little further. I'm sorry. You went too far. I went, went too far. far. Went too far. <laughs> the employer shall not in any way intimidate, harass, coerce or overly supervise any employee in the performance of his or her duties the employer shall not retaliate against employees for exercising rights under this agreement so people under this contract you, you are protected you. you are name protected one name one upser how many upser teamsters do we have right now that can't file a grievance under that language uh, every single UPS teamster could file a grievance every right now single one from the preload to the porters to the washers yep. to the drivers to <laughs> they, the helpers they want you exactly. to say it in espanol and that's <laughs> who wants me to say it in espanol DJ you are serious okay DJ are you serious for those Spanish speaking I don't even know if I could do this let me try si do no <laughs> come on heck, don't do that don't do that uh, <laughs> Uh, this I, is I'm the gonna, mega. I'm gonna, <laughs> la mega se pega. No, uh, that's exactly. You know what? That should be. That should be what welcomes every new teamster into this company. We we get, we show them Article Thirty Seven and just pre-write the grievance out and go hand this back as soon as they do this. Yeah, I mean, really, the, right? We should like post. You know how they like to post up their safety posters all over the place. Thank you. We should put up freaking article posters. Article thirty-seven. Article Here it 37. is. This is how we should be treated. Uh, did you not read the That's contract, right. sir? Why are you telling me that that I have to keep my window open? Are you are you joking with me right now? Like I don't like the wind in my face. If that's a problem for you, that it takes me an extra second or two to pull in my mirror. Well, excuse me, sir. Unbelievable. <laughs> yeah, and sorters. Like you see the pictures, Anthony. You see the pictures. I'm on these groups. These these loaders and these sorters that are literally they are trapped in the spot that they're standing by packages up to their hips. All around them, there's no way for them to move. There's no way they're in their power zone. There's no way for them to do their job oh, without yeah. getting hurt. Oh yeah, that... you know, and, and, and it's like, why is nobody grieving this? 
yeah yeah they they you know a lot of times you're absolutely right you see the pictures of the trucks and how they're loaded sometimes yeah i mean it's not everybody's truck but they're every once in a while you have one of those days and it's like what they couldn't right. just take a few stops off of you just to at least give you some space to maneuver like how am i supposed to use my power zone if i don't even have the room that i can bend down like i'm literally exactly. trying to reach my arm out and get in an uncomfortable position so i can pull something aside so i can get to what yeah. i need to you know there's so many things i remember when i was i would just if i had a horrible preloader at one point i i, I have very i have a lot of respect for preloaders i was a preloader for for over about i would say five to six years doing you know part-time i was one of those double part-time i was one of the first combos joan first combos were mm. never never officially a combo you know what i mean preload right, right, right. get changed go out and deliver air <clears throat> that was me so i rem I, I it just kills me because oh man as a preloader it's it's back then we we didn't have the ed system you know we didn't okay we, there was no 1000 section 2000 section you had to know the streets you had to the know streets, right yeah. that's right you had to know high to <laughs> yeah. low you know yeah. uh uh um you know you had you had to know whether you were on the odd side or the even side and do all that kind of right. stuff you know the, the the driver's drops would go in the back whatever the case was so you you try to do what you right. can you know and you would hope the right. driver would hook you up for the holidays right <laughs> that was my thing right yeah, so I, yeah. I I became a driver, you know, and I and I did the same thing. I would make sure that if I had a good loader, I would always take care of them, and they took care of me, and it was it was always reciprocal. Now, right. uh, at one point, I did get a loader that was not that good, and this person used to really do a number on me. So I I didn't take it, you know. I figured, look, some people just don't get it. So I would go right. out and do my airs, and then I would take my time to fix my load up. You know, I I couldn't sure. work like that, you know. So I would have to fix right. the whole load. It would take me to. So but I. But you I, did that. Wait, wait. Make a disclaimer, Anthony, that you did that on company time. Absolutely, it was. It had there, to be that's, done that's on company important. time. Had to be done on company time. Right after my airs, I pull go. over and I would yep. send the message saying I am fixing my load. Because what happened was one time they brought me in the office and they were like, we noticed uh, uh, after you did your airs, you, you parked up for a little while. What, what happened there? And I was like, I was fixing my load. And, yep. and they were like, well, what was wrong with it? And I was like, it was a bad load. It was stuff all over the place. And I showed them the pictures because yep. every time I had a bad load, first thing I do, take pictures. Document everything. Absolutely. Yep. So, you know, it, it's it's. It, it's part of the job. It's part of the job. You're yeah. getting paid for it. You might as well. And some guys are like, oh, well, I'm not going to fix my load in the morning. I'm going to go out there and just do it all crazy. And and then they're going to suck. What's the difference? You're still yeah. doing it on company time. Either you fix your load and you exactly. go and do it, or you take the extra time while you're working to spin around going back to the same block two or three times. Like, that's just not me. I can't right. do it. But, um, yeah. you know. That's how it has everything by you. I won't, I won't, throw, I won't throw freeloaders under the bus. I won't. No. They're all our brothers and sisters. No, they work and hard I, too. But, but, and, and my, my bitch is, it's not that they're bad preloaders, it's that they're not properly trained. They're not. When you walk, when you look and, and it's like, when I get six or eight misloads in a day, this preloader is not properly trained or he's being overworked. Yeah. My particular preloader has is at the bottom of the belt with three of the heaviest loads. Each one of our, our he loads three trucks, and each one of our trucks get two hundred more pieces a day. Some poor, so wow. you know, I, 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 of course he's overwhelmed. Of course it's an issue. Of course it's a problem. Of course there's shit stacked at the end of the day. But I'm not coming in at seven thirty every day and giving the company that time. Yeah. I go to my PCN. I come up to my truck. If they want to cut, if they want to cut preload, when the drivers get there and they want to cut them and they want me to finish my load, well, they're going to pay me. If a supervisor tries to hand me a package, 
put it the fuck down and I'm grieving it. <laughs> you sent my preloader home. That's right. So I'll load my car. I got no problem loading my car, but I'm going to do it safely following all 340 methods and the supervisor is not going to touch a package. That's just, that's the way it should be. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely right. Uh, DJ, are you serious? Says, uh, uh, well, Christopher Coleman says exactly, Joan, and um, that's our boy over there from Nassau. Uh, and then we got DJ. Are you serious? Is uh, I have emptied my truck in the building and reloaded a couple times. You know what? <laughs> I've actually done that yeah. myself a few times too. I'll just just empty it out right there on the belt and just start loading it up. Man, I've done that too. <laughs> I actually did that. I actually did that in a um, a Staples parking lot one day. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that, that's a, a good place for it. You got the room, you know? Right? I went out, I did my airs, and then I just dumped the truck in, in, the, in the parking lot and, and put it together. Yeah. I mean. And it's tough yeah, on, a, ra on a rainy day. I got paid. Yeah, I got you, paid. you get paid to do it. And on a rainy day, it can get you know? tough. You know, old packages are getting wet. I'm sorry. Oh, well. Right. <laughs> what am I going to do? I'm not, I can't work right? like this, so I'm going to have a couple wet packages yeah. today. I hope you don't mind, yeah. ma'am. And Christopher Coleman, it's not a one of the other. It's a mixture of all. Yeah, he's absolutely right. It's a mixture of all. It's you, you know you have supervisors right. not training guys properly, like you said, Joan. You, exactly. You have, you have these poor. Uh, a lot of these preloaders are, are definitely overworked. I mean, I, and you've been around for a couple seasons. I know you're a seasoned vet there, Miss Miller. Uh, so you know during the the peak seasons what those what those buildings yeah. are like. I mean, I've seen uh, it's disastrous. Like UPS yeah. got hit by a monsoon. Those were some of the craziest. I've, I've dealt with some crazy peak seasons in my time at UPS for sure. You know, snow all over the I place. I came in one day. I came in one day last peak, and this poor kid. I mean, I think it was like his second day, and he was a nice kid. He was, you know, he's hustling and blah, blah. And I came in, and like I said, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't take it out on them. I don't take it out on them. But you know, as a driver, you you just come in. It's like Thursday, mid peak, and you haven't slept. And you look at your truck and you know you're fucked and you got something to do tonight. <laughs> okay? So you're it. in that mindset, right? Uh, I got so you, you walk up to your truck and you just go, fuck! Right? <laughs> yeah. And, and so the kid, the kid comes up to me and he goes, did I do something? And I go, no, it's not you, but I need you to walk away right now. <laughs> it's not, I get that it's not your fault. I get that it's not your fault yeah. and I'm not mad at you, yeah. but I need you to walk away right now. Yeah. Because it's like, it's like they loaded everything up to the front of the truck Okay, you're 1,000 and 2,000 and 4,000 and six. Everything's all loaded at the front of the truck, and you get, and it's like you just know, you just know, you just you're know, a bunch right? Of fucking and you know, it's not, it, and that's I said, it's not your fault. I no, know it's not no, your fault. No. And he's like, is there, is there anything I can do to help you right now? And I said, no. This is not your fault. I'm really like I handed the kid a twenty, and I said I'm sorry. I know it's not your fault. You need to just let's just leave. <laughs> but that's what they do. They take these kids, they hire them, and they just throw them into the job and don't tell them anything about what to do. Yeah, yeah. That's the company. That's yeah. the company. That's not their fault. That's the company. Yeah, yep. It certainly is. DJ, are you serious? I had a good preloader enforcer. The best. This kid was a beast. You know what? I've been lucky with with my preloaders. I I have to say, uh, during my years as a full time driver, I've had like one or two preloaders that weren't that great. But I had some, and you know what I noticed? And and this isn't a a, a ding against the men, but the female preloaders are really good. I've had some of the female preloaders I've had have been some of the best. I mean, I'm talking about. Really? And, and again, I'm not trying to show shade on the men. It's just that like. 
I'm talking about like library style quality, you know, like just everything. Well, I'm talking yeah. like, like I, I, and I'm serious. I would give them at least a hundred bucks for the holiday, and that's and that's. I never not, had a female loader, so that's interesting. Yeah, no, I mean, I, I, I'm not saying that the female, the female is a better loader than the male. I'm not saying that. I'm just saying in my experience. Well, dude, we do everything better than men. Let's just be honest, right here, man. Oh, there Wait, she go goes. On record. I knew that was coming. Go on record, girl. <laughs> Boys go to Mars to become superstars. <laughs> no, but I hear you. Oh man. Oh, there we go. Why is Hector being so quiet? Hector has been very quiet. Hector, what's going on? He's over there playing music and he's uh, hitting the buttons. He's having a lot of fun over there. Yeah, yeah, he's on on. Uh, I'm on the Tiger Wood thing. You hear it, Tiger Wood, y'all? Everybody's happy. Tiger Woods got his. He got his Masters. Yeah, that's right. He just won his Masters again. He's back on track. Good for him. Yeah, his first one in in quite some time. You know, since his whole. You know everything that happened with the back surgeries and everything. Uh, Tiger finally got his jacket at the Masters again, and he's got to be thrilled. Um, he's got to be. Sounds like a UPS to the poor kid. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> but uh, how's everything in PA? Uh, what's going on out there by you guys? Everything you? Yeah, we got another. My, my my brother Richard Hooker, you know, is running for principal officer of our local in October. That's right. So we want to we want to get him out there because he's a seriously good dude. He's what we need. Um, our, our local officers are just pathetic. They're just pathetic. And um, so yeah. We, uh, that's what we're doing is we're working towards October is our local election and then and then getting delegates out to, to Vegas you know yeah yeah that's it that's it I mean I'm we all got to be working and focusing on that yeah I mean I, I really do hope uh, Richard definitely I, I mean I feel like the members should rally up behind you guys I mean I Richard is a great dude you know and he he yep. deserves it he's, he, he's a guy he's yeah. working for the members he's out there he does his show what is it on on Wednesdays Yes, yeah, every morning. Wednesday. Every Wednesday he does his live show. Hector's Hector's a little jealous that Richard got some AM airplay. Oh, not really. Shoot. Oh shoot. <laughs> <laughs> I don't get jealous for anyone. No, Hector. Hector's got a. a I a did. Coat. I, I, made, I did my time. Believe me. Mm, yeah. You did. Heck, you did. Heck, you did. You did so. your time. You paid your dues. You, you're a, you're a good BA. And, and listen, he's a BA now, and he's a well respected business agent, and yeah. he's holding it down. And he's got a good group yep. of guys. They have a great group of guys here at Local Eight Hundred Four. You know, starting from the president all the way down. You know. You, got you guys have a kick-ass group, yeah. Yeah, they do. They have a strong team. It's like the Avengers. Up. I feel like I got the Avengers, you know? We got Captain America, <laughs> Vinnie Perone. You got Tony Stark, Scott Damone. I wasn't, I wasn't lying when I said to Vinnie, because you got to understand, you got to understand, Anthony, I when, when all of this started six years ago, right? And I did talk to Mark, and he got involved in some, he made a mess of his house, and his wife's coming home, and that's why he couldn't call in. Right. But when all of this started six years ago, um, Vinnie was the one that stuck out. Right. Yeah. And 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 so he, I became honest to God, hands up, a Vinnie Perone uh, stalker. I was like, I was just, <laughs> I stalked him. Like every every post he made, and I ran into the um and my first TDU conference, the Mads had two fifty, you know, because eight oh four would send like a whole bus load up to the to the convention, right? And I'm I'm in the company of these guys who, for a brother, walked out 
and got fired and got their jobs back. Wow. So, um, yeah, like, and and then when I became more involved and I was actually at the Mazpeth building, I like literally got goosebumps. Like this is this is real shit for me. Like these are the guys that do this shit day in day out. They've been doing it for years. So I've been with 804 through its its its, its last you know its last transgression and 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 um. So I I meant what I said to Vinny. I really thought when these guys came in, even though I know every one of them personally and I know what kind of commitment they have, I really thought they were going to come up against some strong resistance, especially going into the contract negotiation. And they all showed such strength, such professionalism, such commitment to the membership, and they actually came from a deficit and were able to give you guys a better supplement than most of the nation has. So to Hector and Vinny and Tony and everybody else, Scott Damone, you know I love you, Mark Cohen, everybody else on that team, there you go. Give him a hug. But that was that was that was an insurmountable path that they took and made it look easy. And I know it wasn't easy. So um, yeah, I, I I think that every, there's a whole lot of locals that look to 804 for guidance and direction, and um, and I'm happy to, to to be on the inside track of that. I really am. Yes, ma'am. So. Yes, ma'am. Absolutely. Uh, we got a hard hitting question from Mr. Haynes. He says, "Is it better?" Than the bump you get from me, Miss uh, Elaine, when you're Ooh. around me. <laughs> the Whoa, bumps. Wait, he wait. says he says she gets the bumps. You know, you get the bumps. <laughs> the bumps. <laughs> yes, Jamie. Yes, yes, Jamie. Yes, Jamie. You give me the bumps. <laughs> really? <laughs> Woo! Did you tell that to all you guys. <laughs> Jamie knows better. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so uh, it's only Hector. It's only Hector that gives me the bumps. Yeah. Oh, Hector's giving bumps. Jamie's giving bumps. <laughs> Everybody but poor old Tony. I get it. Hey, I you get remember? It. Oh. <laughs> you remember Tony? Uh, she oh. came to your Christmas party. That's right, and it was all a pleasure to have her there, man. She came all the yeah, way down from I Philly. That's party, right. Yeah. I finally got to meet you. I mean, I was running around like a chicken without a head that day, but I got to speak to you a little bit. And it was very nice to meet you, and I got to speak to you. Uh, yeah. Yeah. at the uh, convention and then we uh, we spoke at the rank and file as well uh, the um, yeah. the um, education so it's always a pleasure and we went to have a couple of beers afterwards and we hung out so yes we did that's right so it was an, it was amazing I can say for all you listeners out here she's one hell of a broad and she takes her work very seriously <laughs> and and, I and she's and she's plenty of fun she's plenty of fun <laughs> fun, fun, fun oh yeah I just want to put an announcement out there to the local 804, all the local 804 members that they have a lot of shops doing uh, elections coming up now in the month of May. If you are trying to run against a shop steward that's not doing the right thing in your center, the right time is now to put in a letter before April the 30th. April the 30th is the last time you can uh, put in a letter to uh, run against your shop steward if you think he's not doing a good job. Now, the only reason that you will run against a shop steward is because he's not doing a good job. And uh, But if he's doing a good job, I don't think you should run against him. But uh, we have a couple of uh, shop steward elections going on here in Local 804, which is a good thing because now a lot of people more are getting involved and getting involved with the union, and that's an A-plus for us. Absolutely. 
Absolutely, and I'm one of those, by the way. I am one of the uh, members that is running for Stewart. I put in my letter of intent, like Hector says, if anybody's looking to put in their letter of intent, you just have to uh, email or fax the Union Hall and, I guess, uh, attention Tony Rosiglione, right? Yes, yes. That's the guy you want to speak to. Uh, get your letter of intent to him, and uh, they will be setting up the dates. <clears throat> And uh, Christopher Coleman says, her and Rosario, me and, me and Miller were uh, drinking all the beers. <laughs> yeah, you had a few yourself there. You know, you, his, his buddy Keller, his buddy Keller put me on to this Bronx, uh, this Bronx brew. Uh, I forgot what they called it, a Bronx something. It was an IPA, but man, that thing was really kicking my ass. I was, uh, I was about to call an Uber, man. I was like, whoa. And uh, how about a... How about you play softball against him? Whoa, who's playing softball? softball. What are you guys talking about? DJ, are you serious? Uh, yeah. talking about playing softball. Uh, I are think we that playing softball, do... softball, or softball? Uh, no, I think that has to do with... <laughs> wait, I think that's uh, uh, a little banter between, uh, you know, he's mm -hmm. ma doing the whole Haynes and Elaine thing. I don't know where that question come from. I mean, how, to, how about playing softball against him? Mm. Whoa. All right. Whoa. Well. All I know is I'm not going to play on that field. <laughs> All I know is I had to walk back to my car because Jamie disappeared after the meeting and didn't come to the bar with us. I got a feeling Jamie's going to be hiding in the dugout, if you know what I mean. Right? <laughs> 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 I'm not oh, talking now. Uh, we're bad. We're bad here on Union Power Radio today. It's okay. Uh, Back back to the old old school time. <laughs> right? The What the Heck Show. Yeah, the exactly. What the Heck Show. Blowing it up on the air. Nah, straight and narrow, he says. Yeah. Okay. I mean, I try to keep the show, you know, as uh, informative and as uh, kind of like a news station. But, you know, Hector likes to bring the flair. And, and I don't mind it. I think he it's, does. it makes it entertaining. Like, he you loves know? to fan He's, the flames. Yes, he, he says, does. Jamie likes to catch. <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> oh no! Oh no! Christopher's oh no! Yeah. Oh, no. Well, anyway, we we Are you serious. Well, that's, Jamie's... Good that's good to know. Everybody, write it down. Right. <laughs> I went down. You're all a bunch of fucking assholes. <laughs> oh, hey, anybody has has anybody seen this guy around? I'm a little leprechaun. No, I have uh, not. I have seen him in 43rd Street. You did? Oh yeah. I, I'm like the, the the talk of 43rd Street when I walk into that 43rd Street. Oh really? Because you got everybody there. You got the you know the backstab on table there. You have uh, Ricky Gomez. You have uh, the little leprechaun, and uh, they 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 just stare at me like you son of a bitches. You know, whatever. Well, I mean, listen, if if they were doing their jobs. They would still have right? them. They well, would they, still have them. You know, they already. You know, right? we're only three months into the into the office, and they're already starting up, uh, saying that they're going to run against us in three years. Like, see, this is their problem. They think about three years in advance. We're not thinking about exactly. that. And 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 with Vinny and us, we were thinking about straining out this local, getting it back on track. And we, we whoever wants to run against us, run against us. Who gives a shit? You know, it is what it is. And um, right. but we're going to do our thing as far as con uh, controlling. Uh, what we do here in local 804 and how we could get it back on track and that campaigning stuff could wait three years from now 
That came out of nowhere, huh? No, it's it's. It, I, I get where you're that coming from, Heck. Yeah. No, no, you 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 hit the nail right on the head. I mean, there's no yeah. point in if anybody right now is talking about running. I mean, for whatever reason, I mean, you're only what four months in, and you guys are doing a phenomenal job, as far as I'm concerned. In the four right. months that you've well, it's been only in. three months, you know, I can't really say phenomenal. Whatever, I can't. No, even I can say it. that. But uh, <laughs> phenomenal, oh, I, no, I, phenomenal, I no, that. You guys are doing a phenomenal job. You are. With, are. We, I'm working with a group of guys that we've been working together for a long time. I mean, we, we've right. been out there uh, campaigning for Fred Zuckerman, campaigning for the Vote No, and this group of guys that we in office now, we, we've been together for a while, so we know how to work with each other. And that's the good thing right. about it, that, you know, we have no... Uh, everyone, we speak about every incident that happens with every building for we can all educate each other uh, as far right. as you know, who, how are we going to handle this situation? How are we going to handle that situation? And that's a good thing. That's a good thing in the, in the hall to have yes, that, that, that communication, yeah, of course, that bond. It's, it's, the communication is unbelievable. That's that's everything. That's everything. And and what you said is so true. Like, how can somebody already be focused on the next election and not focus on what's going on in the local right now? You know, I mean, and, and even when you said when you made the announcement about the shop stores, like if your shop store is doing a good job, then don't run against them. Let them continue to do a good job. People need to stop focusing on the title and the position and start making the local a better, better place. Absolutely. Start doing their, their due diligence there, you know. And, and I don't know if anyone noticed out there that uh, we put so much pressure on this company as far as the supervisors. We don't know. We didn't know who supervisors when we were walking into buildings, raiding in at three o'clock in the morning. We didn't know who was who was what. So we went up to the company and said, "Listen, is in the contract that they must wear uh, name tags so we can know who's the supervisor or not." So as, yeah. I don't know if you notice anyone in local eight or four that or. Uh, preload, uploads, local sort supervisors are now wearing their IDs either next to, you know, in, uh, out. So you can see that they are supervisors. So, nice job. Yeah. So that's, nice oh, yeah. job. That's, that's a good thing. I, I honestly, I mean, they're, they're literally it? doing that everywhere. The first they're thing. Ask Hooker, he'll tell you. In yeah. the sort, they just dress like any other preloader. They don't, they, any other loader. They don't wear their shirts. They're supposed to wear shirts with a name on it. They don't wear anything identifying themselves as a supervisor, so that's a win for eight hundred four. Yeah, and I also so, yeah. and I also appreciate Lotus. You know, when I walk through those belts and I say, you know, because I don't know who's a uh, supervisor, and I'll ask a, I'll ask a, mem a member, you know, who's a supervisor on this belt, and they'll point right to him. That's him. You know, yeah. And, and, <laughs> and as soon as that supervisor looks at me, he drops the box. I say he literally drops the box. And I said, did, did you just touch a box? And he goes, no. <laughs> Too late. <laughs> Grievance. No. Too late. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah, That's but, awesome. But it's, 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 it's working out pretty good. Uh, hopefully we get more jobs out of this. But that's because you guys are hands-on. Because, like I said, you walked in kicking in the doors, taking names. You said, this, this, the business as usual is not going to happen anymore. This is how it's going to be. And, like, and it worked for you. Like you, you did it, you followed yeah, through. Yeah, but we can't. We know? can't. We can't. And, and so that's that's just that's just. We that's can't just do it on our own. Sorry. We need the help of the members because supervisor working, touching uh, any packages on the belt, moving them, and you know, uh, right. helping. A, that's that's another job we could be getting for another yes. preloader. 
so another union member. So, I mean, if, if if we need everyone's help because we can't be in those buildings all the time. Uh, but right. you're, but you being in the building all the time, the 99% of the time, you could write these grievances of supervisors working and we'll get you paid for those grievances. And we also will yep. uh, we also will stop that shit and get some new uh, union workers in there. Yep. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, and, and you know, going back, and I really don't want to, I, I just want you guys to know that this is not a one-sided thing here. Everybody has an opinion, and I'm sure that there's people out there that don't feel that this executive board is doing what they should be doing. I, and if you're out there and you feel that way, I don't know why, but you're more than welcome to call the show and, and ask us. Did we? I have. I invited some members to the studio that have some strong opinions and I told them they're, they're members and I would love to hear what they have to say and they're and I'm gonna say their names uh, one of them is Andrew getting I told him he's welcome to come to the show he's welcome to call the show and we all know how vocal he could be on Facebook and um, you know he's a member for a guy yeah he's, I mean for a guy having two years on the job I mean literally two years on the job I mean he's 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 out there he's uh, he's on Facebook um, I don't He's out there, and there's, there's a lot of people out there that should be calling the radio show. Uh, Stephen Williams, uh, uh, Andrew Gettings. I, I asked Stephen Williams as well. Stephen Williams, you know, he gave a, a, a reply on why he wouldn't call the show, which is, I, I understood, you know. But By the way, he didn't vote either. Really? Right. How do you know? Because you can see. How do you not vote? You can see when you're doing the elections, You can when you, you go there to uh to uh, count the votes they put they spread out all these names uh his his ballot could have came late or whatever but his name was not on that uh list so he did not vote well we i just want regardless of what or what look the way i look at it is and like joan says we're all brothers and sisters i know not everybody is on the same page and not everybody has the same opinion and this show is for the members, so I would I would gladly love to hear from anybody who feels you know if yeah. you feel something different, let us hear it let, and and give your reasons why. How do you why. not vote though? How do you not vote? There's no reason not to vote, How do you John. Not vote? There's no exactly. reason not to vote. And out of all these people, it makes no sense as to. <laughs> That's the people I have no respect for, Anthony. I'm just being honest. Like, and you know, you got this big voice, you got this big presence, and then you don't vote. How do you respect that? Yeah, yeah. I mean, and that's all right. That's the, the crazy, all right. I, I respect uh, Steve Williams. I mean, he has some good thoughts. He does have some great insights sometimes. He does. He does. He does. You know? And I, and I, 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 I asked him all the time, even when we were, uh, when I was with Dave on Local 804 Radio and uh, Union Power Radio to call up. I uh, would love, and a lot of members would love to hear what he has to say, but uh, he haven't called yet, so... Yeah, well, hopefully he will call one of these days in the future. Uh, I'm hoping that he does. Uh, and again, you know, it's it's a show for the members by the members, so everybody's welcome to call. And I'm not talking about just in our local 804 here. Anybody who has any issues, as you can see, you know, when I start the show, a lot of times, uh, it's somebody trying to call because somebody was trying to call and they can't they can't get through. No. One member. No, no one's trying to call. I think what's what's the number here? Three four seven four zero three zero seven zero five. Yeah, three four seven four zero three zero seven zero five. All right. Um, I got a member trying to call, and we only got a few minutes left. I wanted to ask him a question, but I guess we'll have to save it for the next show if he doesn't call within the next few minutes. Is your phone off? No, the phone is on. Yeah, you got you got Joan Lane on. Okay. Everything, yeah, I'm here. Everything is must, working. Must be calling the wrong number. Try again, buddy. Yeah. It's three. 
four. Let's let's do it. Three, four, seven. Four zero three zero seven zero five. Again, three four seven. DJ Are You Serious says You guys are doing a good job Very informative Keep it up Anyone looking to listen to my mixes I have them up at www.mixcloud.com DJ Are You Serious Oh there you are We'll give you a call As soon as I get off injury (laughs) In Spanish please Para la gente que sepan que DJ Sirius está con su McLeod. <laughs> la mega se pega. No, but that's awesome. Nah, he listen. He, I, I would love to. I'm actually gonna check that out on the way home. <clears throat> there you go. You know, you can listen to his mix. That's it. So anyway, um, we're waiting for a call, aren't we? Uh, we might get it. We might not. We'll see if it comes through. So let me. Uh, what are we gonna play? Oh. Well, okay. usually, you know, the Sandman, unless you want to do that closing time when you used to do for old time's sakes. Closing, no, that's that's uh, Jonah Lane's. Uh, oh, that's song, that's, that's his song. That's, that's Jonah Lane's song. Closing time. That's our song. There he goes. There he goes. We that's, still got four minutes. That's a, uh, yeah. I'm just playing it for now. Okay. That's, uh, we were at a bar one time. At the TGU convention. Ooh, let's and, get No, it was a mood. bunch of us there. It was it lightly dimmed? The bartender wanted us to get the hell out of there badly. <laughs> and she tried everything, and then the song came on. Oh, Hold on, here, here's the call. Hold on. Lower the music a little. Oh, there we go. Hello? Union Power Radio. Here we go. Hey, Ant. Hey, Keller. How you know it was me? I knew it was you, man. <laughs> I knew it was you. They told me you were calling. I was looking forward to it, man. Here we go. No, only because I had the, a go. chance of hanging out with uh, with Keller and Coleman. These guys are good guys. We we had some beers. They came to the uh, rank and file the education that that week with us. Uh, I never Miller. mentioned one of my own. I told Coleman that I would do it because of we got to unite together. That's right. That's right. Great job, Keller. I appreciate that. What was that beer? That What was the Bronx beer, that, that the IPA that you told me to get that day? What was that called? I just knew it was Bronx. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know. It was pretty good. It was. It was real good. Uh, and I, happy birthday. Thank you. That was, that's my son. Thank you very much. My son's birthday was today. Uh, question. Oh. Yeah. I, I had a very important question for you because I noticed that when we were at the rank and file education, uh, you got a chance to speak to Juan Campos, and all of us have have been, uh, you know, everybody's on the fence with the whole Sean O'Brien and how does he fit in, and Juan Campos and him in the past didn't exactly agree, and I know you had a conversation with him. I wouldn't, I don't know if you yes, would, I did. If you wouldn't mind telling us a little about what that was like. I turned around and said to him, uh, since. Uh, 804 and TDU was totally against Sean O'Brien. Now he's aboard your membership. Right. How do you feel? And he said that Sean has shown that he's more leaning in towards his side. Okay. That's what I got out of the conversation. Right, right. Because they were. It's not quote from quote. Right, no. I know they had been going back and forth for a while and that. You know, they everybody, including Fred Zuckerman and Matthew Taby, they feel like Sean mm-hmm. is coming around to their side. It's kind of the reason, you know, that him and Hoffa had the falling out. So I think the falling out became when Sean was organizing his uh, his his board to negotiate with UPS, 
and when Sean was reaching out to locals that he knew that were not favorable towards Hoffa, mm. he went out and reached out to Zuckerman to be on his board. And then shortly after, Hoffa turned around and said to Sean, you're no longer on the committee. But there's another rumor floating because he said the S word. Mm. Do you know what the S word is? Strike. 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 <laughs> and once he threw that word out there, that's when UPS turned around and said, Yo, motherfucker, I thought we made a deal. <laughs> oh, man. Wow. Okay, well, then, you know. I mean, I, it, the way I see it, it's, it sounds like me that Sean O'Brien is, is on the right is on the right path right now. And I, I, I know I that a lot, not everybody. twice right? at 8.04, and I went to a, another meeting with Eddie and the other people where they were giving them a an award uh -huh. for getting back the guys uh, for being, uh, when they had to walk out with Liam. Right. I remember that, Liam Russett. Right. Hoffer and Hall came. Hoff, I mean Hoffer, I mean Hall and, and Sean O'Brien. Mm -hmm. I wasn't too oppressed with Hall, but Sean O'Brien knocked my socks off. Okay. Well, and then... I got bad mouth by, I don't, I'm, I'm, not, I'm, I'm labeling you guys to a certain degree, uh -huh. but the other two predecessors that had the radio station yeah. were saying that I was a half a boy because I took my picture with Sean O'Brien. Wait a minute, Sean wait a minute. I was one of those guys, yeah, Keller. That's, that's what he's saying. That's, he just said that. Oh, you were one of them. <laughs> of course. <laughs> All yeah. right. Well, you know, but at now, that time, you know, Sean O'Brien was, yeah. Yeah. Now, Sean, you're eating crow. Yeah. Well, Sean. You're eating crow Sean. to a certain degree in the sense that I picked a guy who was a winning horse, and you guys all were like. Well, that's because he was with eh, Hoffa then. That's know, why a lot of people boy, felt that way. That. Well, he was with Hoffa. Yeah. Did you know? Did you know what he did in the yes, convention? Yes, I know what he did at the uh, at the convention at the at the uh, election so, thing and all that. Why stuff. would he I? Why, why would I support? Why would I support something like that? Uh oh, there you go. True. Back to the video if, footage. If you would you like? Would you like to be told that you were a piece of shit because you're wearing a vet vest? Yes. Would you like to be told that you was a piece of shit? Could you? Yes. You would like to be told that? <laughs> he said yes. You no. would like to be told that you were a piece of shit? No. Right. But that's what Sean O'Brien was do you, doing. How do you put your? How do you put all your your banking on the man that's running now against Hoffa? And you're going back now to the other side and saying. Who's going you back know, to the other? Wait, 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 wait. We bear-mouthed Sean O'Brien. First of all, did you hear me say something about supporting Sean O'Brien? No, but were you one all of right, the guys? All right, so don't put words, Keller. Don't, Keller, 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 Keller. Don't put words into my mouth, mom. He didn't. He didn't put words in your mouth. I said, were you one of the guys in the back that were booing him when he was going up? Yes. Right. Yes, he was. And All you right. know what? He gave us a he gave us a bad treatment that day 
at the 804. I think he gave you a taste. He no, he gave you what you wanted to hear. He gave he's you what third generation he of wanted teamsters. to. He gave you what you wanted to hear, and then he ran oh, out. Definitely, with any politician, and then he ran out. No questions asked. No nothing. Here I am. This is what I'm going to do. This is how I'm going to be done. Okay? I think he's a lot better than Timmy. He, uh, yeah. <laughs> but, but <laughs> yeah, I guess you agree with him there. Yeah, I agree with him there. <laughs> you know, but at least, at least. You, you know, know what? What happened? Let me tell you what. Let me tell you what with happened Timmy, with that. Timmy had a problem with Dave Oranger pulling the guys from the centers and going over and getting a three-day suspension and getting the shop stewards suspended, and then turning around and the arbitrator turned around and said, "Well, if you do this again, you're going to get spanked harder." And then he did get spanked harder when Liam pulled the building. And then you had to ask mommy to come over to clear out the situation with Hoffer and O'Brien. I mean, Hoffer and Hall had to come down and clean out the uh, problem. And okay. they only got a couple of days suspension. All right. Did you support, did you support Fred Zuckerman? I didn't. No, I you did not. No, because I did not I didn't, support You did not because you told me of, in a cigarette break. Because of Timmy was wait, on the uh, Exactly. Let me clarify uh, myself. Yes, you, no, I'm going to clarify you because I sat, I sat with you. Timmy was not I on sat the with you a lot of times smoking a cigarette and we talked about politics. And the first question I asked you, did you support Fred Zuckerman? And you said to me, no, because of, Fred, of Tim Sylvester. Yes. Okay. And I would have. I would have. So him if he the question. The question now that he's with Sean O'Brien. Do you support Fred Zuckerman yeah. now? I support Sean O'Brien one hundred and twenty-five percent. Oh, so he's a Sean O'Brien guy. I mean, I was yeah. on the fence. I support Sean O'Brien one hundred and ten percent. How about you, Joan? Where do you stand on this? I mean, if Sean O'Brien asked me to hand out flyers six o'clock in the morning. I would be there handing out flyers. Okay. How about you, Joan? Hey, you know what? At that even though he was a Hoffa guy. Hold on, guys. Even, even, perfect, you know, even if he's right a Hoffa guy. I went to the seminar with you guys, and what I saw when Scott was giving out the thing with regarding OJSs, there was a format. He gave everyone a copy of it. I think I told Scott afterwards I would be more than happy to take a copies of these and hand them out. So this way, when the guy's on an OJS, a lot of these questions that you were asked that Scott put on this thing, you forget. You totally forget. I thought it was 100% perfect. I gave it to my shop steward, and we're talking about we're going to wipe out the other people, you know, the, the, the answers, and the guy's email on it, and we're looking at the handing out to the guys in our center. Nice. Nice. I thought it was a perfect thing. I thought Scott came out with an A1 perfect solution. Yeah. Uh, you hand it out to everybody. You keep it in your file. You know, you go to OJS. You take that file out. At the end of the day, all right, did I do this? Did I do this? Did I do this? Did I do this? Oh, I didn't realize. Oh, the guy opening up the door is uh, progressing the job. Mm -hmm. Okay. That's right. You know, I want to ask you know, that it question. It was a perfect format. I think it's a thing that should be issued out to everybody in this whole local. Yeah, that is. And I give Scott kudos on that. Yeah, no, it was good stuff. It was good stuff. I heard about that too from one that of my was. guys. I wasn't too thrilled with a couple other things. Okay. That That's each plus. building should have their own interpretation of the local. No, 
I don't feel that. I feel that from 43rd Street out to out, out to my building in Farmingdale should be having the same basic information. Mm. If you're going to pick routes, you pick it at the end of everyone's picking routes. Mm. <clears throat> Joan, now, can every I- building has a different format that 5,000 and 3,000 or 2,000 goes through the uh, value clerk. No have a basic rule across the board right well yeah i've been from 43rd street to nassau to melville out to there and i can tell you the rules change as you go on all right now get back to keller because i want to get into keller's mind Uh oh here we go yeah because you know what you're talking to hector uh, you talking Hector, the Hector, original? Keller, Keller, me and Keller, me and Keller used to always go out on general membership meeting, have a smoke, and talk about politics. Yes. Okay. So, like I said before, you, 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 I asked you a question that you uh, support Sean O'Brien. You said, I mean, did you support? No, no, wait. Let me get, let me get that out. Okay. Zuckerman, when he had Timmy under it. I didn't support him. Right. Well, Timmy wasn't. Timmy was running for uh, secretary Vice of treasury. Then he got they, first. That's he was correct. running for president, and then he got knocked down because he lost his uh, his local, and then he got put down to vice president. Right. And you, you also know, told me that you supported Eddie Viata and and Tim and uh, uh, Danny Benton. I mean uh, Montabo. Oh. You also told me that too that you supported them. That you think they're in the right track. And you I know, they were. yes, they were. Okay, I thought they were in the right so, track in the sense. So why would you support unified? Now, why would you support? And we, you know, are you one of those guys that love Hoffa? Because do I love Hoffa? Yeah. No way in God's green earth. Okay, I don't like him. So now we have now you have when, you that when, you don't when like. Ronnie ran the second time, and he's trying to say that the guy from DHL that we had on on carry site committed. Uh. Uh, fraudulent and try to blame Ronnie and Ronnie had to clear himself out on the federal government and then which Hoffa he did refused to put him back into the right IPC. so in other words you hate Hoffa Sean O'Brien was I just totally the hip agree what his his view on the way the local well Sean O'Brien is the same way and I you know I you know Sean O'Brien is the same way you know the whole thing of reform. Of reform. I, 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 what I got out of well, let me let me explain to you the reform. The reform. He, he's not afraid to stand. Okay, Keller. Let me let me. Can I can I word. can I talk? Let me tell you about reform. You are you for reform or are you for just bullshit? I'm for reform. But okay, when I now. Now. Only voted okay. On last local, I'm a Forget about that right now. Reform. Do you uh, know what reform <laughs> is? That lays a linger in my head. The reform party is to get corruption out, to get the gift backs out, and get all these salaries that these guys got to get them out. Because mm-hmm. that's what's killing the, the the unions right now. These guys got okay, multiple their, multiple uh, salaries from the initiation fees. Multiple the salaries. From the dues. Do you do you like the fact that someone is making a half a million dollars off of your off of your uh, union dues I while you're struggling? If the guy's representing me correctly. If he's representing, what if he's representing if three? I got a three? If I got a Scott Braun representing me as my agent, I don't give a fuck how much I'm giving to him. Well, that's that's good to that's good to know. But these guys in in the Hoffa slates that are dealing yes. with Hoffa right now are multi million dollars 
salaries. Oh, be careful. You just said the Harper slate. The Harper slate. Six people were appointed by the guy. No, they wasn't appointed. They, they won. You guys. They won. They didn't get appointed. They won. They got appointed. They won. They, they didn't. Elected. They were elected. They were elected. They were elected. Okay, but you know that what Hoffa is doing to them, right? Hoffa's uh, team. Are you including them, or you're not including? You're not including them. On this last contract. Wait, Keller, you're not listening to me, though. You see, you're, you're you're assuming these guys got elected. The six te- the the six the six Teamsters United team got elected. Okay, they yes. get a salary. They get a, exactly. They get a salary of seventy five thousand dollars. Okay, you do you know what okay. Hoffa is doing to them right now? Oh, I'm half, half, I'm sure is treating him like a bitch. They are not allowed to go to any local to try to help members out, and they get in this salary. Yeah. They are, they wrong. are prohibited. It is wrong. That's the half it's away. Wrong. But that's the half away. That is the half away. More people so to want to vote and get involved. The only way, the only way that I will go with Sean O'Brien, if if he's mm-hmm. got to, he's got to do a hundred and thirty degree turn. To the to the for for reform for reform and, what do you do with, and uh, how you know how he does it you know how he does it six people from Hopper's team and he gets another person from Canada. What about it? Would you feel more positive? Listen, the only reason he's running. Let, let me tell you something. The only when reason Sean he's the only Sean O'Brien would not get elected, elected if when he gets elected. When Sean O'Brien gets elected, I told everyone. You got to look at what year we are in that contract and start saving $10, $20 a week. Because you know why? I don't doubt that Sean will say, fuck you, UPS. This is my cock. I'm putting it down. Oh, shit. You're feeling like Sean O'Brien's going to use the S word again? Yeah, I don't think so. I think he's going to be a Ronnie. You think so? I think he's going to definitely. Let me ask you something. No, he's not. Listen. I feel Sean. I feel bad. I feel bad. We'll wait. Like him, Ronnie. We'll wait till 2021 when you're gonna eat your words. If he's gonna be another Ronnie, oh, no, he'll I'm never be it. another Ronnie. You know, I'm not packing it up yet. You were. What happened? <laughs> I'm not packing it up. He's not I'm throwing all his eggs. Every time basket. I talk to you, you're retiring. What the hell? You're not re- <laughs> can I? Can I? Interject, can I? Can I interject? Can we let Joan speak, guys? We got We're on overtime. We're on overtime. It's all right. We'll keep going. Because I listen. No, I just I just spent the last five minutes listening, and it was a very interesting conversation. I respect both of you for your views, but to this brother who says he supports Sean, yet he supports reform. What record of reform does Sean O'Brien have? Well, look at his local, look at his district, and look at his membership. And does he does, have 2,100 people voting on a contract? Record of reform does he have? Uh, that one I could not answer correctly. Okay, because you say you're against Timmy, but Timmy has a strong record of reform in 804. He carried really? on Ron Carey's legacy. Oh, yes. He turned around a lot of shit, and this uh, this current e-board has mm-hmm. proved that, okay? So that's a record of reform. I find with Timmy, Timmy was flipping. Let me finish, please. Let me yes, finish. Yeah, you're correct. Fred, sorry. Zuckerman, Fred Zuckerman has a record of reform. Mm-hmm. He spoke out against the Hoffa regime years ago before it was popular. Oh, definitely. And has a proven record of reform. That's yes, I voted for him about. the first time. So, so listen. What record of reform does Sean O'Brien have? 
Honestly, I couldn't answer that question. And you know uh, what? And he'll honestly. show. He'll. He'll. I don't know the uh, proper information. He'll show that. me a if different. You want to reform, I'm though, question. you have to have a record of reform. Okay. And another mm-hmm. thing that he, if he could show me that he's a turnaround, that he's for the reform party, then leave Joint Council Ten. That's another salary he's getting. Mm. Well, my question to you is, what does he bring to the table? Look at his district, look at his area that he covers, and look at the membership that votes. Dude, you can't get the very turnout. Did you, did you that's see? About, that's about getting elected. That's not about reform. That's you don't think politics. that it's going to help him during the presidency? That's about politics. On that's about, listen, if it's not the right guy getting elected, no, it doesn't help the membership. So, Joan. All, all he does is all he does is thug his way in and say, "Oh, I got all these votes. I bring you." So, Joan. That's not a record okay. reform. Well, you don't think okay? that why the Joan. you don't think he's the kind of person that will listen to his his regime that he has elected and say, "Hey, what's for the best of the members?" Dude, he just does he Hoffa, just brought a boy. Hoffa listen to his regime? No, they don't. No, Hoffa did not. But Sean would be a first time person that's going to be president. Says, I'm hearing. He realizes you. that the says future now you. is no longer. Says you. You know, follow like you. a sheep. Hold on a second. So, Joan, am I to assume that uh, you're not on the Sean O'Brien bandwagon? I am on um, Sean O'Brien. No, not you. Okay. Not you, Keller. Not you. I'm not saying that. I'm not saying that. All right. I mean, I'm just saying that if you want my support, you mm-hmm. have to have a proven record of reform. But the people he's running with how has many a vote. You bring to the table, right? Okay. Well, what, what do you do if your boss? What happens if your boss tells you you work for UPS? If your boss tells you to make a left, make a right, and do this, put the packages in the one thousand, put the packages in the two thousand, and you feel that it's incorrect, are you going to piss in your boy, your boss's coffee? Oh, I do every day. <laughs> she every do- day. She does. <laughs> okay. She does. Uh, I, right, my question. I'm just saying to you. I mean, I'm just saying. There's a lot. If you look at society, and I, I have been having problems Uh-oh. the last couple of weeks with the preloader in my truck, I get a different guy every time. And they tell me, oh, the shit goes in the 1,000. I said, well, dude, if they're 50 pound boxes and they have to go in the 1,000 shelf, and you see the well open, and I got 20, and you know the list comes down, and it tells you what areas are going to have the most area, wouldn't you put that in the well? All right, listen, ladies and gentlemen, this was a great conversation. Uh, my wife is going to kill me because I got to get home. And uh, I just want to say thank you <laughs> okay. to everybody who called. And we will continue this conversation. And I was going to say in two weeks, but we're going to come back next week again. We're going to come back next week. We're going to do this again. Uh, if you want to contact me, you know what? Uh, Coleman has my number, and I'll be all right. happy to text you. Uh, my Coleman, number. you guys hit me up on Facebook Messenger. You know, you know what? How to find me? Love text you me guys. your number. We'll talk. I love you guys. You can catch me on Spotify. You can catch the What the Heck show. You can check the reruns. You know where to get us. Thank you very much for listening. Love you all. Goodbye.
closing time Every new beginning comes from some other beginnings And yeah, I know who I want to take me home I know who I want to take me home